Salutations. Welcome to Podmortem. I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez, joined as always by my co-hosts, my husband and my brother. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. Hi, I'm Travis Hunter. This week, we're recording live from a rat-infested warehouse discussing the 2016 horror slasher, Terrifier. This film was written and directed by Damien Leone. The character of Art the Clown first appeared in the short film Ninth Circle in 2008, and then again in the short film Terrifier in 2011. He then appeared in the horror anthology All Hallows' Eve, Leone's directorial debut. When Leone turned to crowdfunding in hopes of making Terrifier into a full film, he was successful in his efforts. This film was widely embraced by the horror community, especially David Howard Thornton and his unique portrayal of Art the Clown. This film was recommended to us by friends of the show and Wendigo getters, Taylor Santana and Maya Noches. We want to thank them both very much for their unbelievable support and for the suggestion. So what did you guys think of Terrifier the first time you saw it? So this was my first time watching the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have heard of it and I've seen them, uh, Art the Clown, but I, I never watched the movie. Uh, watching it for the show, I did enjoy this. Uh, there is some things uh, I don't as much, but <laughs> I I do really like the movie and it's fun. It's uh, it's gory. Yeah, but, yeah, very much. But so. in a good way, right? I did did enjoy the effects and uh, Art the Clown. Just he's uh, very interesting. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's. <laughs> I don't know why I thought you were going to say he's my kind of guy. <laughs> like that's, <laughs> that's the look well, that you had is, on his that face as well. <laughs> <laughs> he did look kind of proud. Yeah, he's <laughs> an interesting guy. You know what I mean? Very that much. Is. Yeah. I you asked first time, right? Okay, so first time, Nay and I watched it when it was on Netflix. Right. And I think, I don't want to speak for Nay, but I did not like it. Right. But watching it for the show, I feel like this show has recalibrated my mind when it comes to horror. I completely agree. Because I think that when you watch a horror film, you kind of think of it in terms of what it's trying to accomplish. Right. And I didn't used to do that. Uh-huh. Not at all. I kind of judged everything against each other. Right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Which is not that, good. No. Yeah, that's something I've actively learned to not do. Yes. Yeah. Since we started doing this. And it's still a process. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I got to say, you know, what this is, this is a film made by a horror fan for horror fans. Yeah. Capturing a very specific era of horror slashers. Right. And I think that they did very well. Oh, no. Yeah. I mean- Looking at it and knowing what went into it, mm-hmm. which we'll get into in just a few minutes, but the practical effects, yeah, um, even some of the fucking lighting, yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's really, really oh, decent. Yeah. Um, Art the clown steals the show. Yes, oh, yeah. obviously, it's all about Art the clown. That's, yeah, that's why he's on everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, there's a reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. having to do with this film. Um, the only thing for me, if you're coming to this for plot or Character development? Don't don't do that. Uh, yeah. No, don't do that. This uh, you will not find those here. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> what you will find is a, I guess, like throwback to, would you say, grindhouse exploitation? Maybe? That's fair. Yeah. Uh, but I had fun. Oh hell yeah! I I found it interesting that he doesn't speak or yeah. anything. Yeah. Uh, and it's still fine. Like it didn't hurt 
anything you know what i mean because he's very still animated yes so even if he's not saying anything i think we can tell what he's thinking for you to say that means a lot yeah because right. i know <laughs> <laughs> well because jp loves freddie right no yeah and and, and you that's know? and and that kind of goes to what like uh you just said about having recalibrated your thoughts on horror and like watching movies and stuff because i've said before i'm not much for a slow burn and all that uh, or having to rewatch movies and i really did enjoy perfect blue right yeah and that is one of those slow burns and kind of you gotta watch it a few times and you can and, always surprise yourself yeah. Yeah. yeah and that was a, a that was a really good movie um but yeah this this movie is does exactly what it was meant to do absolutely speaking to your point about him being silent i think that it's really interesting and masterful the way that david howard thornton can kind of blend these two like you have your weird it's funny john paul and i were unrelated talking about this last night about killers you know the talk shit or whatever yeah uh your freddies and your chuckies and Mm -hmm. then you have the the silent type your michael myers and your jasons this is kind of a blend because he does not speak but he has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. He's an asshole. Like, he doesn't have to... <laughs> well, outward- I mean... He's an asshole. <laughs> he doesn't need to outwardly verbalize it to still get that playfulness across, right. but he doesn't say anything. Yeah. It's a really interesting mix, and the- I did read that he has experience in miming. Okay. Which I feel like definitely comes across. Um, right. It's just, I, I, I love the way, but back to what I thought the first time, <laughs> I didn't dislike it, but I was not a big fan. Right. Um, I really liked him, mm-hmm. but I think that I was going into the film expecting something different. Okay. Which is again, and we talked about, I, we've talked about it a lot lately. I think what you, I think it was talk mortem yeah, that we so. were, that we had really gotten into it, but it's like what you go into a film expecting really does color your experience of right. it. And so not knowing what to expect and everybody really, oh, terrifier, terrifier, terrifier. Mm. And sitting down and being like, okay, I mean, that was fine. It was yeah. okay. But when you really appreciate it for what it is, yeah, it's like, yeah, no, that was fun. Um, I've seen a lot of people that have issues with it because they call it mean spirited, which I mean, I guess it is. But I feel like a lot of horror films are. Yeah, they are. Uh, <laughs> I didn't expect Art the Clown to come on screen and start giving people flowers and hugging yeah. them. But I mean, he he does take it a little too far. <laughs> 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 At times, I'm not condoning what he does. Well, I mean, but I mean, you kind of you have to know what you're signing up for when yeah. you see what this dude looks like yeah but even the worst clowns have the flower seltzer like you know? <laughs> yeah, but- <laughs> you could have at least done that. Yeah. made an effort he didn't, he didn't have the gumption i no guess balloon but- animals? No, like- he, he brought other things at the party but yeah. <laughs> i think my thing about it is like you're saying there is a mean-spirited thing about the kills but I feel like that speaks more to Art the Clown. That's just who exactly. he is as a character. Maybe there is the the film. The film is pretty nihilistic. It's kind of it <laughs> it's pretty hopeless. Yeah, <laughs> very much so. So I do understand that critique. But then again, it is a matter of getting that mindset to come into this film in a certain way. Exactly. Yeah. And if you have your mindset right, you probably will enjoy this film quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. But it's um. It I know it took me because old me. 
Or I guess young me. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you coming to the table and being like, yeah, this is fine is a little bit against type for you. And it is. And I feel, uh, you know, weird saying it. Yeah. But (laughs) and I mean, this isn't one that I would I'm I'm not going to not to give it away, but I'm not I wouldn't rank this super highly. Right. Right. It's not one that I would uh, watch over and over on repeat because it's not my brand. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean it's it's fun i can't yeah i can't I feel deny like that this is definitely a throw it on in october yeah. you know what i mean maybe once a year kind of a thing um i am extremely interested in seeing terrifier 2 oh uh, yeah yes because we were talking a little bit before we started recording and there there are shortcomings to this film i don't think anybody came to the table you know ready to sing its praises in every right, regard right. but something that i kept coming back to as i was watching it was uh the word potential Yes, because there is so much here that I don't feel like is completely explored. And I don't think that it could have been. I think we're going to talk about the budget and everything like that. Yes. But there is just in what we get and this movie is incredibly short. It is. Um, There's a lot of potential here for more. And yeah. so I was excited that there was going to be a second one, even not really, really loving the first one. Yeah. This one when I had watched it before and I hadn't watched it again until now mm-hmm. for us to cover it. But very excited to hear that there was a second one because it's like everybody, well, a lot of people really liked this one. I feel like mm-hmm. they're going to have a little more money to play with. You know, oh, yes. yeah. um, I was a little taken aback by the runtime when I saw that. Yeah. But it yeah. just, it came out what yesterday, right? From this when recording. we're recording it. Yeah. And I haven't seen anything bad about it. No, no. So I'm even more excited. I am excited. We are looking ahead to that sequel. Yeah. yeah. But you did give me the perfect segue to go back to the origins of Art the Clown. Yeah which was those shorts yeah. that mm-hmm. Leone made. And he actually made them and a producer helped put them together in an anthology. I think it was called Old Hollows Eve. Yeah. This kind of shocked me because he was using that as a goal to make a feature, almost as like a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. And so he shows the producer when it's all finished and he's like, look, okay, so what I want is a feature film because in the shorts, people would respond mostly to Art the Clown. Yeah. yeah and he's not in the whole thing. No. Like, <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, yeah, no. He's like a supporting player. Oh, yeah. All right, all right. But everybody's like, that guy. Yeah, yeah. that dude. <laughs> More of that. But so he told him, he's like, look, let's do a feature of Art the Clown. And the producer told him, I, I don't think clowns will sell. Clowns have oh. always sold. Yeah. First of all. Like, look how long Pennywise was able to do his shit. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> Every 27 years or whatever. So it's, I yeah. think it'll be all right. <laughs> but he decided to do it on his own at that point. All right. And that's when he started that Indiegogo campaign you mentioned in your intro. Yeah. The thing was, is that he started raising money through it. But then he sent the email to a filmmaker friend of his named Phil Falcone. Mm -hmm. And he said, how much do you need for this? Yeah. And he told him and he's like, I'll finance it. And so he kind of made it to where and in interviews, I saw a QA and a at Texas Frightmare Weekend last year. I saw an interview that Leone did with Halloween Daily News. And he credits Falcone with doing... I'm sure. You know, if it wasn't for him, there wouldn't be Terrifier. Yeah. Well, I had watched the the video that he made to, you know, for Indiegogo, I guess. Uh-huh. And he said that that was 85%. Wow. Yeah. And so he was like, 15%, that's you. <laughs> <laughs> but the budget... Yeah. For making the film, it was $35,000. All right. And then for post-production, total, everything, full production... $50,000. Holy oh, nice. shit. So knowing that, you're like, the indie spirit. It makes you appreciate it even more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they stay in a pretty small location. They do. They and do. That, and, but, but the way they 
kind of utilize it in the movie. For sure. Yeah. It doesn't look like a small, you know what I mean? Like no. it looks like they're, oh, they went here, there. Um, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. Oh, yeah. For a first feature, like, you know, you have to cut costs. Yeah, and yeah. Using that one location is one of the smartest ways yeah. to do it. Mm-hmm. But he also, Leone, he was the writer, director, editor, sound yeah. designer, and special effects guy. Oh, no. So this is all him. Yeah. That's amazing. Like, I'm, I was just impressed. Yeah. Uh, and that's my thing when you're talking about the sequel. If you give this guy $35,000 and, and he does he made this, this? Yeah. Yeah. what's a million dollars going to do? Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm I don't mean excited. to, like, fire this dude up. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, yeah, dude. Yeah. Please, if you're listening, Damien. <laughs> now, before we fixate on this film, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, then let's split. So first of all, this film is presented by Dread Central. Yeah, yeah. Man. Really quickly, I just wanted to shout out our friends Jazz and Cat from Girl That's Scary and Sheree from Nightmare on Fear Street. Yeah, very oh, cool. Yeah. So, you know, hell yeah. yeah. If y'all don't listen to them, then you need to fix that. Please do. Yes. You know, the interesting thing, the first one is presented by Dread Central and the second one is presented by Bloody Disgusting. Yeah. All right. Shout out to Horror Queers. Yeah. Got yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, friends all over the place. Yeah, love those guys. <laughs> yeah. Great work. Great work. Yes. But the film opens with a small TV on a wooden floor buzzing with static the tv not the floor (laughs) (laughs) the static eventually gives way to a news program where monica brown played by katie mcguire reports that she is here with the lone survivor of the miles county massacre that happened one year ago today i do have to say i don't judge films based on the names of their atrocities Mm -hmm. yeah but miles county massacre is pretty good it's good it's the double (laughs) it's it's very good it's uh, the alliteration really uh, (laughs) it it shines makes it pop (laughs) But despite doing the show for many years, she says that she's never interviewed anyone with a story to tell like this. The camera turns to the survivor, but static obscures our vision again. Monica thanks her for coming, and in a gravelly and weak voice, the survivor says that it's her pleasure. When the camera focuses back on Monica, our view is clear again. She reminds the survivor that they left off on the moment when she woke up from her coma. Monica asks if she remembers the initial reaction she had when she saw her face. The camera turns back to the survivor again, and this time we see her before the static sets in again. Her face is disfigured. Only one eye remains, but it appears to be sightless. Her nose is gone. I will say that the reporter is kind of handling it. Monica, her name is? Yes. Monica, this isn't trash TV. Like, the way that she asked yeah. that question. No, uh, and it, this whole interview, I was like, this is the most insensitive <laughs> shit ever. <laughs> like, this is not okay. No, not at all. But the survivor candidly says that her reaction was that she wished she was dead. So Monica's like, you still feel that way? Yeah. It's like, bitch. God I know, damn. damn. <laughs> but the survivor admits that she isolates herself. It's the solution to scaring people, especially children, with her appearance. Monica asks about the survivor's attacker, Art the Clown. As she does, we see someone approach the TV. Only their legs are visible, but they're wearing pants and what I can only describe as clown shoes. <laughs> I'm not saying it is Art the Clown. Yeah. That's just what they're wearing. There's <laughs> a distinct possibility. Yeah. <laughs> and you're not using clown shoes as an insult. No. Like, fucking no. clown shoes, man. Literally. Literally. <laughs> but Monica says that the authorities issued a statement that Art the Clown's body disappeared from the coroner's office the day after the attack. 
I will say it's funny they're calling him Art the Clown. Yeah. yeah. Because there's only one instance where his name comes up at all. Yeah. yeah. And, <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, that didn't get out. <laughs> Bubble talk. Yes. But the survivor asserts that Art the Clown is dead. She saw it happen. As a response to this, the person in the clown shoes kicks in the TV, shattering the screen. We watch as the person pulls on white fingerless gloves and a white cap over their head. They apply the grease paint makeup and smile in the mirror to reveal rotting and bloody teeth. They finish the makeup and put on a tiny little hat to pull everything together. The hat sells the outfit. It does. Yeah. It does. He's busy making something, constructing maybe a type of weapon oh. right. with some very dirty tools. Yeah. And he packs a bag and heads out. So I do want to say first thing. I, I don't know why it made me laugh that he was watching that TV in his workshop. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, fuck you. I was going to say, the line was, no, no, he's dead. Oh, Whoa, really? Yeah. I'll show you dead. <laughs> um, but the other thing is that this is very, like, one thing I will say about Leone is there's a lot of nods to other horror films in this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And this opening is very similar to Nightmare on Elm Street opening. Yeah. The construction of the glove. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I love these little winks and nods and they're clearly for us. Yeah. That's very cool. I didn't I didn't pick up on that. I like that. I tried. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but we cut to Monica on the phone asking the person on the other end if they watched it. She says that she thought the survivor was going to attack her. And we cut briefly to the interview where the survivor lunges at her and the crew doesn't even really seem to notice. I couldn't tell if that was just Monica's perception of the events. Yeah. I was like, when did that happen? <laughs> because you were being pretty rude with what we yeah. saw. And I didn't see her act that way. Yeah. yeah. What if you asked a real jackassy question and she deserved the lunch? I mean, yeah. she kind of already did. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but back in her dressing room, she says that her heart was pounding the whole time. You remember when Bjork beat up that interviewer? Once again. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of that. And I was like, what happened? I love Bjork, so I'm obviously like, what did that interviewer, what did she say to her? What did you do? But rudely, she says that the survivor looked bad on TV, but imagine sitting two feet away from her. It was hard not to gag. She tells the person to promise that if she ever looks like that, to just put her out of her misery. And if they don't, then she'll do it herself. So Monica's a real class act. Yeah. I hope she was just mean on TV, (laughs) but (laughs) turns out she's meaner. Yeah, no, she's way worse. That was the best version of Monica. (laughs) But she touches up her makeup in the mirror and puts on her watch, saying that they expect the ratings to go up, but they won't know until in the morning. She hears something coming from the clothing racks behind her, but is distracted by what her partner says on the other end of the phone. She laughs and responds that they finally found the formula, a faceless victim and a host in jeopardy. She says that next month the show might be called Monica's House of Horrors. All right, we... (laughs) You're a real bitch. Like, we get it. Like, everything out of her mouth is just making it worse and worse. Yeah. To the point where, as someone who has consumed horror for all of our lives, I think we kind of know what's about to happen, Monica. I'd say so. Although I am still a little shocked. (laughs) Maybe not exactly what's going to happen to Monica. We know something bad is going to happen to Monica. (laughs) But when other people are trying to call on the other line, she gets off the phone. But when she answers the other line, nobody's there. She hears something again, but this time she goes to investigate it. When she pulls apart the clothing on the rack, there's no one there. The relief is short-lived because the survivor appears behind her and grabs her, immediately thrusting her thumbs into Monica's eyes and gouging them out. Bit of an overreaction, that. Yeah. It's a lot. I mean, <laughs> you again, were unhappy with the interview. <laughs> <laughs> no fan of Monica here, no. but this was no. a lot. It was, I mean, you know, again, if you weren't happy yeah. with the interview, 
get final cut in your contract. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> renegotiate. What I will say, I've been insulted. I've never gouged anyone. <laughs> I've never yet. wanted well, to, but yeah, we've all thought about yeah. it. Right? Yeah, you think this, you don't actually do it. But photographs of Monica smiling with friends and family watch as a survivor bangs Monica's head on the floor repeatedly until she goes motionless. We see the mundanity, the flowers and makeup on Monica's vanity before seeing her bleeding on the floor. She struggles to take in air, one eye completely gone and the other bulging sightlessly from its socket. At this, the survivor laughs maniacally. Here is where we get our title card, Terrifier. So with that murder, mm-hmm. I knew we were in for a treat as far as the special effects are concerned. Oh, oh yeah. Because no, yeah. mm-hmm. the I guess the skull cavity caved in mm-hmm. looked fucking brilliant. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, 35 grand? Yeah, that is kind of unbelievable. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's a lot. Uh, very interesting cold open, I'd say. Yeah. Um, one... That we may revisit soon. Maybe, maybe not. (laughs) It is interesting the way that they did it because, I mean, I guess we can get to it and I'll share my thoughts kind of more toward the end. Okay. We cut to a street where Tara Hayes, played by Jenna Cannell, and her friend Dawn, played by Catherine Corcoran, walk together laughing. They're both dressed in Halloween costumes. Tara reminds Dawn that she had promised not to get drunk, but Dawn says that it's not her fault that guys kept buying her drinks. She can't help it if people find her interesting, which like same. (laughs) (laughs) But she's talking while looking at her phone and Tara asks who she keeps texting. When Don won't tell her, Tara is astonished that she gave that asshole, I guess, at the party her phone number. Don just playfully accuses her of being jealous. But Tara says that the guy was talking to like five girls. So it's like we're establishing a dynamic here, Yeah, you know, right off the bat. But they come to Dawn's car and she immediately tries to get in. But Tara tells her that she's not driving. Dawn insists that she's fine. But Tara demands the keys, saying that she doesn't feel like dying tonight, which is the right thing to do. Yes. Yeah. I was very proud. It's a great PSA right here. Yeah. yeah. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. Is that copywritten? Am I allowed to say that? Um, it's a good message. Cut I should that, be able cut to that, say that. But the person, you know, wearing the clown shoes, perhaps, (laughs) that we saw getting ready earlier is walking toward them on the street. We now see, big surprise, Mm. it is Art the Clown, played by David Howard Thornton. So I had a couple things here I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. First of all, off the bat, the makeup is very good. Yes. Mm -hmm. I liked his little uh, get up and the full regalia Mm -hmm. of the clown. They had said that Leone did the makeup for him and it would take two to three hours every day. God damn. All right. And then an hour for, I guess, teardown. Yeah. I don't know if they call it teardown. Let's tear down your face real quick, dude. Then we can go home. It's a pizza. Yeah. But (laughs) the thing is that really shocked me is you notice in the opening credits, it says introducing David Howard Thornton. Yeah. This is his first feature film. Oh, nice. And I learned in that Q&A from Texas Frightmare Weekend, this was his first feature film audition. Oh, that's shit. amazing. Okay. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. The the weight of this film is on his shoulders. Mm-hmm. And it really is. In a silent performance at that. Yeah. yeah. He had said that he used, I guess, his because when he grew up, he said that his mom wouldn't really she wasn't about horror films. Mm-hmm. She thought that the fall of the House of Usher with Vincent Price was the scariest film ever made. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so he he discovered it later. 
But he was able to use the silent films that he watched when he was younger, Chaplin. I love that. Buster Keaton. Yeah. As kind of a reference point for this, which is very interesting. And you can All see right. it though. Like, yeah. I mean, this is not just some dude stomping around silently. Like no. there is skill to what he's doing. Yeah. And the thing to me is that he isn't the first person to play Art the Clown. No. Yeah. In those original shorts, it was Leone's friend. I believe his name was Mike Ginelli. Okay. And he, I guess, just, he, he wasn't about acting. Yeah. And he, so- It feels like he kind of did it for his friend. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then when it's like- time The real to, deal. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> you know what? Mm-mm. Yeah. I can't do this. No. I also want to call it the lighting. Of course. Yeah. Because you got the reds in the back. Yeah. Yes. Blues up front. Gave me an Argento feel. Right. They talked about it a little bit in Dread Central, and I was like, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I arrived at it independently. <laughs> Back to David Howard Thornton very quickly. This was his first film, but like he is an actor actor. Yeah. Like he was in the Grinch play. Oh, nice. Which is very interesting because I didn't know until today that he's going to play the mean one in, in the upcoming film, The Mean One. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. Isn't that cool? It's like oh, a fucking yeah. full circle moment. Dude, good for him. And that's, I will be checking that out. Yeah, yeah for that's sure. That's very cool. Yeah. I will say, though, I very much appreciate, um, as I had said, the costume and everything. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we should be seeing art in full this early. I mean... It's all of them. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's even a shot of him from head to toe in this. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I, if it were me, I think because they did a really good job of obscuring him in the opening. Yes. Right. I think maybe have him like his, you see his bag over shoulder and his eye or something just staring. Maybe right. like a, a scarier reveal. You mean? Yeah. Because he is just kind of walking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, hey, it's very. I mean, but I mean, we we got him. We see him. Yeah. Yeah. So what else are they going to show yeah. us? But the fact that. It really is. I mean, I never thought about it until you mentioned it, but we do kind of get to see him immediately. He still finds a way to be scary. True. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, it's not all lost. That's true. <laughs> I, I think I just always go back to Halloween, how right. Michael is like, and then you, when you finally see him, you're like, oh, yeah. that's what you are. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the friends go back and forth before Don finally gives up the keys and tells Tara that she can drive. Ominous music plays as Art slowly approaches them. They don't notice him, though. Now that she has the keys, Tara starts toward the driver's side, but stops to admit that she's a little drunk, too. She proposes that they get something to eat and that will sober her up a little bit so that she's able to drive. She suggests a nearby place that's open late, but Don is leaned up against the car now and asks Tara to just give her a minute. This is when Tara notices Art the clown. He isn't walking anymore, just standing on the street, staring at them. Tara points him out to Don, who laughs. I understand it's Halloween. Yeah. This is a different level of scary. (laughs) It's not only the costume, because like a lot of people go all out. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't want to be like, the minute I fucking saw that dude. No, no, no. no. (laughs) Because not necessarily, you could think that this is just some dude in a costume. Right. It's the standing and staring for me. Yes. Because if a dude is maintaining that posture, not in a costume, I'm uncomfortable and scared. He could be in a polo shirt. He can be in a suit. (laughs) I don't like that. So, I mean, already I'm, I'm unnerved. And it's not, because of the clown costume. Right. No. Although Not it doesn't completely. help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Be careful now. Not completely because of the clown costume. <laughs> Tara, though, also doesn't think it's funny. And she says that she's about to scream. But Don instead calls out to Art, calling him handsome and saying that Tara wants his number and invites him to come and buy them dinner. This, to me, almost felt like Annie Brackett. Yeah. 
where the friend isn't really acting like your friend right now. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking at all. Yeah. And it's like, I understand that she's supposed to be very drunk or whatever, but this is beyond. Like, I would be so fucking mad. Oh, yeah. And it only continues. Like, I'd be like, I don't know if we're going to be friends after that. (laughs) (laughs) This will be our last Halloween. Yeah, that's it. No more. (laughs) (laughs) This shit is not fucking cool at all. Tara keeps telling her to shut up, but when she turns to apologize to Art and tell him that Don is just drunk, he's not there anymore, mm. which is scary as hell. Yeah. <laughs> Tara pulls Don away from the car, insisting that they go now. They go to a small, well-lit pizza shop. Tara sits, scrolling through photos of the night as she sits in a booth alone. The owner, Steven, played by Gino Caffarelli, ends a phone call saying that he'll probably be here for another two hours. Tara continues to scroll through the selfies of her and Don until her phone dies. Just as she puts it away, Don returns from the restroom. So I do want to talk about Steven very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, A little bit of behind the scenes and then a little bit of what the fuck's going on. (laughs) Because behind the scenes, the actor who plays Steven, not only did he appear in a small role in The Irishman. Oh, Oh, shit. But he was the casting director for this film. Uh, what the right. hell yeah <laughs> that's very cool but this scene yeah if i'm not mistaken <laughs> he's talking about cheating on his wife yeah it's, it sure it's, sounded it's, like yeah. it yeah he's like what am i gonna do go home to my wife yeah and i'm like he's banging <laughs> <laughs> he's pulling a he's a is he a try again <laughs> <laughs> oh no <laughs> I, I don't know shit about that. Thank you for ripping that wound. Yeah, I'm sorry. So I, look, I know very little. I've never watched one Try Guy video, but I knew that saying it would get a pop out of an A. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm really upset. So I'm sorry about that. The only reason I came to the recording session was to not think about the Try <laughs> But Don, returning to the table. I'm sorry about earlier. Loudly, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be friends after that. <laughs> But she loudly tells Tara that that was the longest piss she's ever taken. Don is still texting, saying that the guy is wanting her to meet with him at his apartment right now. Tara is annoyed when Don says that she said yes, but she's just joking. She says she has more self-respect than that. They joke until the door slams open and Art walks in with his large bag over his shoulder. I do want to address the elephant in the room here. We've seen them on the street. We see them in the restaurant now. These are these aren't the strongest performances we've ever yeah. seen that's or a, talked that's about. Fair. I mean, they're 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 not all they're a little stilted. Yes, that's what I'll say. Yeah, yeah. But I will say the performances do get a lot better when yes uh, things get scary when right uh, right things start getting turned yeah. up for yeah. sure. We talked about that a bit on Talk Mortem, where it feels like sometimes a lot of people are cast on the strength of their fear. Yeah, and this I feel like they do very well later. Definitely. Yeah. But I will say I did feel kind of ridiculous because uh, Tara jokes to her, you know, if you only had a brain yeah. thing. I was like, oh, she's a sexy scarecrow. Yes. I didn't even know. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah. Don's a sexy scarecrow and Tara, I guess, is a sexy skeleton. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the track that's playing in the background, though. The uh, baseline is tasty. They don't even need the pizza. I would, <laughs> <laughs> I would say the score for this film, I like. Right. I agree. I agree. Um, I know that that's probably its own thing, but I, I do want to point out the score. But Art has entered the pizzeria. Tara stares at him, clearly uncomfortable, as he takes his seat at the booth and he sits with his hands together, just openly staring at Tara. Don jokes that her boyfriend is here, but Tara continues to look uncomfortable. Tara's boyfriend, not hers. She's still like... On the phone. You like him or (laughs) whatever. 
But Stephen is back on the phone and calls out to Art that he'll be right with him, but then talks shit about Art's costume to whoever he's on the phone. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he's right there. <laughs> he's like, you should get a load of this fucking yeah. guy. He's <laughs> like, come on, man. It's Halloween. He's doing his best. Yeah. Art continues to stare at Tara menacingly, but when she gives it right back to him, his face brightens into a smile, revealing those bloody teeth. Tara remains uncomfortable, shifting in her seat, and Art does mime-like poses for her. Dawn finally takes notice of her friend's discomfort and asks if she's okay, and the cut back to Art made me laugh out loud. <laughs> she's like, are you okay? And then it cuts back to him, and he's doing the most heinous smile. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, I don't know if it was meant to be funny, but uh-huh. I really got enjoyment. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, I mean, this is a, a matter of choosing your friends wisely. Yeah. yeah. Because any good friend, Dawn is like, ah, whatever. Yes. It's yeah. weird. It's Once weird. Again, I feel like that we're supposed to excuse this because they keep saying, oh, she's drunk. She's drunk. I just pissed a lot. Like, ah, I yeah. can't drive. Like, it, she's drunk. And so we're kind of supposed to overlook that this is not like, I don't know anybody. I don't associate with anyone who just oh, be no. like, yeah. ah, give them your number, yeah. show them your titties or whatever. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is what she said. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, no, dude, again, I don't yeah. lose my number after tonight. No shit. <laughs> Every sexy scarecrow I know is way more supportive. <laughs> <laughs> There's plenty of fish in the sea. Yeah, this isn't There's against. There's plenty of scarecrows in the <laughs> field. <laughs> But Tara insists that they get their food to go, and Don's like, "Why?" See, then she looks over at Art, and it, and she's like, "Him?" It's like, dude, like, oh my god, you're only drawing more attention to it. Tara insists that they leave, but Don gets up and goes over to Art. She asks him if she can take a picture with him. Art goes back to his original position, hands clasped together as he stares at Don. When he doesn't react to her question, she starts snapping in front of his face. She pulls his hands apart and sits in his lap, saying that she's going to take his silence as a yes. Don pulls off his tiny hat, which snaps him in the face before falling down, and he still gives no reaction other than glaring at her. I expected a little more, uh, like a little animosity. Yeah, no, but it's almost scarier that yeah. he's just like, there's... there. Nope. Yeah. It's all about Tara. Yeah. <laughs> I was already annoyed but then now At her? She, yeah oh, yeah no. she, and i'm like come on don't do don't do him like team that. too he's, much yeah. yeah he's just sitting there he hasn't i mean yes he's very he's being creepy yeah yes he's very creepy um he hasn't really done anything too bad well yet. i mean you're invading his yeah. space you're <laughs> sitting on his lap that that we know yeah that we yeah. know no, yeah i mean come Maybe on he's waiting on a pizza but you don't wait on your pizza it's fucking staring at me I mean, this is true. I'm, I'm no, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> she did not need to go and touch him and sit in his lap. No, and no. That was too far. Not that I'm defending Art. No. Yeah. <laughs> like the real line yeah. step yeah. is Don. <laughs> it's always a Don. <laughs> but, <anyway. Yeah. laughs> but Don puts his hat back on and squeezes his cheeks as she snaps a selfie of him. The, che- the cheeks on his face. Yeah. <laughs> She thanks him, hops off his lap, and sits back across from Tara. Tara asks what's wrong with her, and Don asks if she really thought he was going to hack her up into little pieces or something. Hmm. We yeah. can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> Steven finally comes over to take Art's order, but Art ignores him. He just stares past Steven right at Tara. Steven tells him that if he's not going to order anything, he needs to leave. Again, Art gives no response. Don tells him that the post of them has already gotten eight likes. Steven tries to take Art's order again, but Art ignores them both, continuing to stare at Tara angrily. She's done nothing. No. Yeah. 
Stephen gives up and walks away, prompting Art to go over to the table behind Tara and Dawn and snatch up a quarter. He makes a show of putting the quarter in a toy machine by the front door and turning the dial. A small silver ring with two hearts on it is dispensed, and Art rushes over, gets down on one knee, and silently presents it to Tara. I think even in those small moments, Thornton gives like a dramatic flair. Yes. Yeah. That makes it to where, because any if, if this were lesser, it wouldn't work. Right. No, it's got to be just over the top. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don giggles and acts like it's cute, but Tara gives no response. Finally, Art picks up her hand and slides the ring on her finger. <laughs> See, now you're touching people yeah. and that's, yeah, no. that's yeah. my line. It does make me laugh, though, because obviously he's about to put the ring on her finger. Yeah. But she goes, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's like he got, it's a ring. He's proposing. <laughs> Don't touch me. <laughs> Tara cautiously thanks him and Art tips his hat and walks to the bathroom. The jolliness in each step. No, yeah, mm-hmm. there, there's pep in his step. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. But knowing what he's about to go do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it just makes it all the more all the more ridiculous <laughs> now there's intent mm-hmm. but once he's gone don continues to laugh and says that that's the nicest thing a guy has done for tara all night tara though is still in disbelief steven comes over with their slices and asks if they're okay Don dismisses the whole thing, saying that he's just harmless. But when Stephen directly asks Tara if she's okay, she seems less sure. I did appreciate that he did that. Yes. Right. Because none of that was okay. Yeah. And for him to just be like, here's your pizza. And yeah. go back, that I would have been annoyed. <laughs> but Stephen tells them not to worry because he'll take care of him, meaning Art. He tells them to enjoy their pizza and walks back to the back of the store where Art went. Tara and Don start to eat, but Tara is staring at the black trash bag that Art was carrying around until Don loudly is like, what are you looking at? Yeah. God damn, dude. Shut up. She's drunk, guys. Yeah. I know. And I have been this friend where it's like, don't look. And I'm like, huh? I get it. But God. Yeah. When Tara tells her, Don, of course, dismisses it outright. Everything is interrupted, though, when Stephen literally throws Art out of the back of the restaurant, calling him a fucking freak. He says that it's been all night with him and that's enough. It really hasn't. No, but Um, I mean, I bet it felt like it. Art just just got here. (laughs) But Stephen pushes him out of the front door and Art dramatically pantomimes laughing at Stephen through the glass until Stephen grabs the trash bag and throws it at Art, telling him to take his shit and get out. Did you see his glove? Mm Mm-mm. Ugh, it's no, not. No. His gloves aren't white anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but on his way to the back, he tells the coworker Ramon, played by Eric Zamora, to get a mop and some bleach. Tara stares through the glass of the door as Art waves and finally walks away, his trash bag thrown over his shoulder. He's again in high spirits. Yeah. <laughs> So after they finish eating, they walk down the dark street to Don's car and they ponder what Art could have possibly done in the bathroom. Don proposes that he jizzed all over the place because he was so turned on by Tara. Again, this is your friend. This is right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And she keeps talking about it. Yes, she does. Like she's very fixated on him, uh, you know, spraying the old seltzer bottle. Right. Like silly string. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've also written uh, giving the old balloon animal a twist. All right. Those are all the clown related (laughs) (laughs) masturbation jokes I've prepared. (laughs) Well, A plus. Thank you. Very great job. Both of you. We do our best. (laughs) 
But Tara, rightfully so, is disgusted by this. And Dawn points out that she's still wearing the ring that Art gave her. Realizing this, Tara pulls it off and throws it down on the sidewalk. I thought we would be seeing this ring again. No, yeah. we don't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly, I thought that it was going to be a thing of Art the Clown is like, it's it's more a matter of him just being, I guess, like creepy and playful. Right. Yeah. But then the ring was going to be like, oh, yeah. yeah. And he's offended now. Yeah, yeah. And then it's going to go from there. But he, I don't think he even sees that. Yeah. He was already offended. <laughs> <laughs> But they finally get to Don's car, Tara reassuring her that the entire experience sobered her up and she's okay to drive now. But before they can leave, they notice that Don's tire is flat and that it wasn't before they went into the restaurant. Well, what makes me laugh is that Don's like, it wasn't like that before. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Bitch, it's your wow. car. Yeah. <laughs> Don whines, asking why this always happens to her. And when Tara asks if she has a spare, she admits that the spare is already on the car. Yep. Like, so somebody always slashes your tires? Always. Like that's <laughs> What's the common denominator? Yeah, no. Yeah. <laughs> but with her phone dead, Tara asks to borrow Dawn's to call her sister. Back at the pizza place, mm. we see what Art did in the bathroom. It wasn't jizz that he smeared everywhere, but shit. Yeah. He even wrote his name on the wall in it. <laughs> yeah. Which is like you Which were is, yeah. <laughs> And it's quickly wiped away, so yeah. nobody found out about it. Well, you're supposed to sign your work. I guess so. An artist. Yeah, but it's more like Shart the Clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're, in a, you're in a new nickname back there. Yeah. <laughs> Shart the Brown. No, that's too much. No, that was all right. I'll accept it. <laughs> More teamwork. I'm loving right. this. <laughs> Great job tonight, guys. Yeah. But poor Ramon is cleaning it up, calling out to Steven that he better get overtime, and he should. Yeah. And pointing out how unsanitary it is for the guy that makes the food to be scrubbing up the piss and shit. Yeah. Not wrong. 100%. And I have to say, this is a problem in food service. Yes. Oh, yeah. Nobody in food service gets paid enough to be cleaning up shit. Not yeah. at all. Yeah, and uh, speaking from personal experience. Yeah. Yeah. No. Don't. No. No. And what what's wrong with y'all? Like, yeah. stop, stop doing shit Quit like that. Quit shitting on the yeah. wall. <laughs> You'd be surprised. Yes. You'd be very. Oh my. They're no, horror but, stories. But horror it makes stories. me feel. I'm like, am I shitting wrong? Yeah. <laughs> That's the am way to I do supposed it? to <laughs> leave it everywhere? <laughs> but Ramon finally demands that he get time and a half for this cleanup, or he's out. But Steven doesn't answer him, nor do we see him when we cut to the kitchen. There's only a lit jack-o'-lantern on the counter. We cut to Tara's sister, Victoria, played by Samantha Scafidi, sitting in her apartment. Tara calls, admitting that her phone died, so she's using Dawn's. And Victoria jokingly chastises her for running her battery down using social media and tells her that she's studying for her midterm tomorrow. This gives Tara pause in asking her for help, but Victoria insists that she just tell her what she needs. She tells her sister the situation of her and Don basically being stranded. But when Victoria says that she has to be up in five hours for her midterm, Tara just tells her not to come. Just then, Victoria's roommate, played by Ursula Anderman, and her roommate's boyfriend, played by Daniel Rodas, busts in. The roommate giggles, saying that she didn't know Victoria would be here, but immediately leads her boyfriend to the bed right next to Victoria, where they start to make out. She's like, but it won't be it a problem. Matter. <laughs> it, does, it does not matter. The plans remain the same. <laughs> Suddenly, Victoria realizes that she does need to stretch her legs, mm. and if she ends up failing, she can just blame it on Tara. Tara tells her that she's the best sister in the world. Well, I mean, she could have sat there, got up and helped her sister. 
Yeah. These are your I mean, options. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious. I did want to commend the casting because I believe Tara and Victoria. Oh, no. Yeah. They do look like yeah. sisters. You know, as siblings. I don't. I would like more, I guess, in the writing to know who's the older sibling. Right. I feel like Victoria has older sibling energy. Yeah. yeah. But, but they don't say. No. Because yeah. <laughs> I feel like, I don't know, maybe... I guess it doesn't matter. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> but what's the family tree? I'm curious. Yeah. <laughs> and their parents, though. <laughs> do we meet them? Or? We do, actually. Cool. Yeah. But we cut to Tara and Dawn sitting in her car waiting for their ride. But Tara is very cagey. Dawn asks her what's wrong. And Tara is reluctant to admit that she thinks the clown did that to her tire, which is a very simple line to draw. Uh-huh. I mean, he did yeah. see them. At the car earlier. Absolutely. He got kicked out. Whatever. I, it's it's <laughs> a very easy thing to think. And I appreciated that she thought it. Yeah. And the fact that Don has asked her what's wrong about eight times tonight. And it's been the same answer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she's still like, what's wrong yeah, with you? <laughs> still about that clown? Jesus <laughs> Christ. That horrifying clown with the bloody teeth. But Don is incredulous. And Tara comes with the logic. Like I said, he did know that this was their car. He saw them about to leave in it earlier. Don again dismisses this, saying that she probably just ran over a nail. Nah. Yeah, that doesn't. No. You can you can see. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Tara says that she should have just let Don drive earlier. And Don agrees. No. She shouldn't. You yeah, shouldn't have no. done that. What about our PSA earlier? Yes. Yeah. Friends don't let friends oh, hold on. fill in the rest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You know how it goes. Yeah, no litigation. We don't. <laughs> but she says that Tara needing to be a good Samaritan is what has them stranded here like a couple of assholes, which is really unfair. Very. And what I want to say is I feel like I don't know that I would be safe or feel comfortable in this car. I might go back to the pizza restaurant. Well, yeah, probably because he just kicked him out. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You know that Stephen hates well him. Lit. Yeah. yeah. So he's already on the lookout for him. Yeah. But, uh. But it's probably a good thing that they didn't. A fair point. Because back at the pizza shop with his disgusting job finished, Ramon looks around for Steven. He goes into the kitchen and turns to see that where the lit jack-o'-lantern once sat on the counter is now Steven's decapitated head. His face is cruelly carved like a jack-o'-lantern and fire from a candle lit inside blooms from his eye sockets and nose. Yeah, maybe I wouldn't have gone back. No, don't go uh, back. <laughs> I will say that the pumpkin head... Huh? Looked right. uh, yeah. <laughs> looked really good. Oh yeah, yes. yeah. They said that it's all practical, but the candles were actually enhanced with CG. Very cool. Couldn't even tell. It's a good oh, mix no. because I you really thought, can't. Yeah, yeah. I was very impressed, and I will say, uh, Halloween 2018 had a very similar. Yes! thing that was two years later. We all yeah. just watched that together last night, as of when we're recording this, and I thought that exact yeah. same thing. Hmm. Um, interesting. Yeah, but. Speaking of CG and everything like that, I did read that the jack-o'-lantern that we saw earlier was digitally added. What? To make really? it kind of look more like it's, I mean, because it's Halloween yeah, night. Yeah. yeah. I got to go back. I know. Yeah. I was like, I didn't even clock that. If nope. that's true, then, yeah. it, you know, yeah, it I, didn't stand out to me. I believed that pumpkin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's when Art steps into view, bearing his bloody teeth and a meat cleaver. Ramon runs and we get one last shot of Steven's jack-o'-lanterned head, which is, it, it looks yeah. great. I love you said jack-o'-lanterned. It was yeah. great. Well, <laughs> it was a verb. It became it. Yeah. yeah. But in the back of the restaurant, Ramon rushes around, finding the back door locked. 
The store phone starts to ring, and when Ramon places his hand down to pick up the receiver, Art swiftly <laughs> brings down the cleaver and cuts his fucking fingers off. I th- was he going to take the order still? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So you make a quick case. <laughs> committed. I've already said he deserves a raise. That is yeah. true. Yeah, he is, that's employee of the month right there. <laughs> Ramon looks down at his mutilated hand and screams, blood squirting up into his face. Stunned, he looks up at Art, who takes the opportunity to bury a knife into his cheek. Ramon gasps for air. Again, looks great. It does. Yeah. Back in the car, Tara asks Don, what if she's right and Art is out there watching them right now? Don jokingly advises her friend to show him her tits before saying that she doesn't really know. (laughs) Don, you're just, you're aces. Thank you very much. Yeah. Why is she trying to help him uh, honk the bicycle horn? All right. (laughs) (laughs) There might be more later. (laughs) But she maintains that he was harmless, but we get flashes of art on top of Ramon, stabbing him repeatedly in the face. Tara says that Art was different, the way he smiled and stared with his dead eyes. We see Art again, plunging his knife into Ramon's eye and continuing to stab his face. Tara asks what was in the bag, and Don is annoyed at this point. She tells her that it doesn't matter what was in the bag because they're never going to see him again. She tells her friend to stop because she's starting to creep her out at this point. You should be creeped out. Yeah, dude. And he did, his eyes weren't dead. He looked like he was very happy. <laughs> like, he... he <laughs> Except for when he was mad, because he wasn't mad at the table. Why he's chopping dude up, he looks very happy. He did look very happy. There's joy in those eyes. Yeah. (laughs) He got the smile creases. Yeah. Yeah, That's how you can tell. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's in the eyes. (laughs) (laughs) We see Art at the shop, looking over his handiwork. Ramon's face is mutilated, nearly beyond recognition, and a piece of his tongue flops between his lips before falling out. We see Steven again, the flames flickering through the holes in his eyes and nose. In the car, Tara and Don sit in silence until Tara says that she has to pee. Why didn't she pee at the pizza store? (laughs) (laughs) Don tells her to go, but Tara says where? She can't just go in the middle of the street like Don does. Don says that she's going to have to because it'll be a while before Victoria comes for them. A man steps out of a building and onto the front steps and lights a cigarette. Don says that maybe the creepy looking guy who got out of the even creepier looking building has a bathroom that she can use. But I'm like, this dude looks creepy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Art was harmless. He's in. Like, okay, girl. Yeah. I mean, okay. Coveralls are really yeah. working. <laughs> All right. But without another word, Tara rushes out of the car, leaving Don to say that she was only kidding. Tara approaches the man, Mike, the exterminator played by Matt McAllister. She asks if she can use the bathroom inside, but Mike says that this isn't his building and he could get in a lot of trouble for letting her in. Tara pleads with him, saying that no one will know and it will only take two seconds. Don screams from the car for Mike to just let her use the bathroom and Tara will make it worth his while. I will not be making Shut it. Shut the yeah. fuck up. Like, stop. She's literally the worst friend. She's yeah. terrible. Mike laughs at this, Tara excusing her friend as drunk and saying that it's been a long night. This softens Mike's stance, though, and he tells her that she can go inside, but it needs to be quick. She thanks him and rushes in. Don watches from the car as Mike goes in after her and mutters that he's even weirder looking than the clown is. How? Literally not. (laughs) Literally a... I don't even like saying normal, but this is a regulation looking man. (laughs) There's nothing 
off nope. about him. You would pass him on the street. Yes. Yeah. His face isn't painted and there's not blood in his teeth. No, yeah. he's trying to do his job. No yeah, gingivitis that, to be seen. That's it. He's going to work or he's coming home from work. Yes. Right. Like, no big deal. Yeah. Leave Mike alone. <laughs> I genuinely, the, as it goes on, I thought that he was like a very nice guy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, to a point. Uh, to a point. I was going to point that out in a minute because what Don just yelled from the car. Right. And the fact that he's like, okay, you can come here. I was expecting I was worried. him yeah. to be creepy, but he's like respectful and nice. Yeah. So it's, it's like, leave Mike the fuck alone, yeah. man. <laughs> it's like uh, Steven. Steven was really cool too. Yeah, yeah. he was. Except for the lemon square situation. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that, but that that, part, yeah. that was perceived. Maybe yeah. that's not what was happening. I heard he was Maybe. asked to leave the business. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch! There's three pizza owners left now. <laughs> There's three pizza guys. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm leaving the show. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> no, there's two pod mortems. <laughs> But inside the building, Mike leads her to the bathroom and says that she's lucky she stopped him when she did because he was about to set off a bug bomb. Tara asks what kind of bugs they have here. And Mike asks if she really wants to know that before going in to use the bathroom. I'm like, fair point. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, please don't fucking don't tell me anything. Yeah. Surprise. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tara says, don't tell me it's roaches. And she's relieved until he tells her that it's not roaches. It's rats. Hmm. Actually, I think rats I'm more cool with than roaches. I'm terrified of both. If it's like a contained rat, like in the wild, not not in the wild, wild. (laughs) like contained rat, like a pet rat is fine, or a rat in a pet store is fine. Yeah, Uh but an unexpected rat is what I have a problem with. I have been very, very clear that anything you see by surprise is probably not good. Not not anything. Not a million dollars. Oh, okay, then. Surprise me. <laughs> yeah, please. I, I love surprises. But yeah, uh, uh, just a wild rat. Right. Um, But it would maybe be the same amount of terrors when I see a cockroach. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. Roaches well, are just gross, they're dude. They're so fucking I scary. I mean, at least he's telling her, you know what I mean? And then, so if she does see a rat, it's not he's as like, surprising because I feel like that is true about some things. It's yeah. more the surprise. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you'll see rats, but I'm taking care of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm yeah. If you plan, if you're like, I'm, oh man, I got to meet that rat at six o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> you're not gonna get. You're not gonna get scared. Yeah. <laughs> but in the bathroom, he flushes the toilet and assures her that it is rat free. She asks what happens if one crawls out of the toilet, and Mike is like, "Well, make it quick." <laughs> Which is not the advice that I would want. No, no promises. He asks if she wants him to wait for her, but she assures him that she'll be fine and she remembers the way that they came in. He tells her to have a good night and leaves her by herself. This is when I'm like, what a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I was genuinely surprised. I was uh, relieved because I feel like... In most other films, that's not how this interaction would go. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, shit, he's got that building to clean. He are yeah. uh, getting oh rid of the rats. Yeah. Also, if we can just talk about the state of this place. Yeah. Uh, it is disgusting. I did read. I only found it in one spot. So, like, you know, if it's not true, don't come for me. All right. But that this was an actual warehouse in New Jersey and that they had to do very little to make it look like this. That oh, this wow. is like the <laughs> state of the building. That's just, That's a lot. Yeah. The thing I had read on Dread Central is that the building didn't have any heat. Oh, my God. Oh, right. And it's the New Jersey winter. And I know Leone alone was working 20-hour days on some days. The, the, Jeez. Again, yeah. and we talked <laughs> to, like the work right. and the enthusiasm to pull this off, even yeah. in like circumstances like that where it's like, no, we're still doing this. Yeah. yeah. Even with this. Yeah. Right. 
Batera looks around the old and dirty bathroom before looking at the toilet set apart in an equally dirty area. You know what? It just hit me just now. If Dawn is waiting in the car, the car's not going anywhere. Wouldn't you have gone in with your friend? Because this guy could be weird. Especially when yeah. she's like, ugh, oh, he's yeah, creepy. Yeah. You know? like, yeah. Yeah. Well, so long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Yeah. But in the car, the radio advertises a Halloween store and Dawn puts on the scarecrow hat from her costume and poses for a selfie. Did you hear it was called Craven's Halloween? Very fucking yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> the commercial gives way to a news report where they say that a double homicide occurred at the Deer Hills Pizzeria. The bodies were found moments ago and there's no suspect in custody yet. The news makes Dawn stop and pay attention, which I did appreciate. Yes. Because as airheaded as they're portraying her to yeah. be, I could see her like just keep making selfies. <laughs> making selfies. <laughs> wow, dude. With her own chimney. <laughs> <laughs> he built those damn selfies. <laughs> My grandfather built them. <laughs> Wow. Um, we made our selfies in the snow. Yeah. <laughs> Both ways. <laughs> Shut up. Wow. You know what I mean. Of course. Um, so at least she's paying attention to that. Right. I will say the response time is kind of out of this world. It is. Yeah. Because that means they've already gotten the call, gone there, seen the crime scene, interviewed witnesses, and got it on the radio. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Victoria lives really far away. Yeah. <laughs> The radio continues that they are in search of a tall, thin man wearing a black and white clown costume and carrying around a large trash bag. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I think we might have. Uh, we'll see. Right. <laughs> An eyewitness saw the suspect after hearing screams, but there are no further details at this time. Dawn is in disbelief and starts to scroll through the photos on her phone. I think I made a selfie with that clown. <laughs> Finally, <laughs> finally stopping on the one that she took with art. She's like, oh, he was. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's hilarious. That's a lot. An ambulance drives by with sirens blaring, but Dawn continues to stare at her phone. I did read that this was an actual ambulance that drove by at this moment. Just like this a was coincidence? A, yes, yeah. That's fucking cool. Which is pretty fucking cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, with that budget, you can't be like, look, we need an ambulance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. The passenger door opens and closes as someone gets in the car and assuming it's Tara, Don tells her that she's not going to believe what she just heard. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to be honest right now, man. It's very, very much a cartoon moment. Yes. Because peripheral vision, there's no way you're missing. <laughs> yeah. Because they're you're the confusing. same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but only it's not Tara, you guys. <gasps> Don finally looks up from her phone to see Art the Clown smiling at her from the passenger seat. Don screams and it cuts to Mike unzipping his shirt pocket and taking out a lighter to light his cigarette. Rock music plays in his headphones as he picks up his canister of bug spray and walks upstairs. It's another banger. It is. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they did a really good job. <laughs> Tara leaves the bathroom but is distracted when she hears the cries of a cat. Now, okay, I love cats more than the next guy. Yeah. Right. Well, this, unless the next guy is me. Right? <laughs> this building is horrifying. I'm not searching for anything or right. anyone the cat can help with the rats no okay. <laughs> <laughs> i'll leave the front door open so the cat can run out yeah but and follow me it's scary yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's scary but there's a car parked in a garage area and tara walks over to it following the sounds of the cat she slides open the garage door and steps inside to find a giant wall of tires and a shopping cart 
She starts to laugh it off, but then she hears the crying again. She starts to back up and bumps into Cat Lady, played by Puya Moseni. Which I don't really understand. We talked about this off mic, but she never really interacts with the cats. No. She's just associated. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I'm affiliated. I was, with yeah, I, I was following a cat when I met you. So. <laughs> Lo and behold, you're right. The- Tara starts to apologize, but the cat lady tells her that she doesn't need to say anything because her eyes already tell her everything. I am going to keep referring to her as the cat lady right. because that is literally what she's credited. As. Yeah, I don't think she ever says her name. No, I don't. Was this kind of needed or I mean, there's I will. Here's where I'm torn. Yeah, I think Puya Moseni's performance is possibly outside of Art the Clown, the best one in the film. Right. And so I like seeing her here. Yeah. But there comes a point later where I'm like, this is starting to drag a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> there are, there are, and as short as this runtime is, there are moments that drag. Yeah. And there is a really good moment, I think, with her later. Mm-hmm. Right. But if this whole thing was cut, it really wouldn't make a difference to Probably anything not. that yeah. happens. Probably not. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess we're establishing some things here that will come into play and make that scene happen later on. Right. But and she's chewing the scenery. She's having fun. She is. Yeah, yeah she is. But uh, yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she didn't mean to scare her and assumes that Tara must be the new tenant. She says that it's nice to meet her and that she's really going to like it here. She's cradling something white in her arms and introduces it to Tara as her daughter, Emily. She tells Emily to say hello to the pretty young lady. But when she shows the baby to Tara, it's just a doll. And the doll did not look pleased to meet her. No. The doll looked annoyed, <laughs> to be honest. Um, but this is like, again, it feels kind of like we're playing with these creepy doll tropes that, again, it doesn't, it's not necessarily n- necessary. Not really. <laughs> but, you know. You know, what if uh, it'd be kind of cool if maybe she and Art kind of were in cahoots in a weird way? That's what I thought. All right. You know? All right. I can see because that. Because she's like, oh, a new tenant. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah. this lady is like maybe complicit or right. maybe, you know. No. Nah. Uh, once again, no. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no. But the cat lady says that it's been a long time since she's had a neighbor. She proposes that maybe they could do their laundry together because she could use the company. I think she just watched Rosemary's Baby. I was, <laughs> yes. I swear to God. <laughs> Tara says that this sounds like a good idea. She excuses herself to go find the landlord because the first month's rent is due and she doesn't want to be late. Which I'm like, okay. Yeah, like That was yeah. smart. The cat lady looks after her as she leaves, calling after her that punctuality is the thief of time. And I really tried to work out what that meant, but I kept getting confused. <laughs> well, let me tell you. I can I can kind of explain it maybe. Yeah. Okay. And I'm probably wrong. But <laughs> the thing is, is that whenever you have somewhere to be, don't you spend your time stressing about being there until it's that time? Right. Oh, yeah. I guess that's true. So, I mean, I don't know. That's what I got from it. Sure. I mean, yeah. that's it. I mean, I could have just, I could be. Always be 15 minutes late. Late? Late. Yeah. <laughs> as long as you show up looking good. Yeah, expecting. it's all right. Yeah. They're like, oh, fashionably, right. 15 right. minutes Never late. mind. <laughs> My problem is I always wear like variations of the same shit. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, you're you're late and you're yeah. wearing that again? <laughs> you're late and you look like shit. Yeah, great, great. great. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit down. That's, <laughs> that's two strikes. <laughs> <laughs> then I got to be on my best behavior all evening. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But having paid the price for not minding her own business, Tara walks back into the building. She starts toward the door, but stops and her eyes go wide. 
We see that standing in front of the doors, holding up a scalpel with bloody hands and wearing his big smile is Art the Clown. How long was he waiting? He was he was posing. Yeah. Like, how long was he waiting? He's like, God damn, she's still talking to that lady? <laughs> like, you had to have stayed that way for some time. Please come to the table. Yeah, <laughs> trying to look nonchalant. Yeah. With the Man, scalpel. I'm going to scare the shit out of her. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. <laughs> Tara begins to breathe heavily as she stares at him, and Art is still and silent until he suddenly lunges at her. Tara slams the door and runs back into the garage area, immediately tripping and falling hard. Horror movie. Yeah. When she's stopped by a fence, she pushes it to the side and continues to run, finding an area with multiple cars. Now, I will say, and this is one of my pet peeves in a lot of horror movies, Mm -hmm. I appreciate that you're saying that she's uh, on the run. Yeah. Tara is jogging for her life. Yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. She's walking briskly. (laughs) Power walk. Yes. Yes. Like, I miss miss a run. Yeah. I don't know if the camera's just got to keep up. I'm like, no, slower. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't even call it a skip. Not really. No, no. 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 You you get more ground that way. (laughs) (laughs) but she hides behind a car and watches as art slowly descends the stairs into the garage he begins silently looking through the vehicles he pauses and tara pops her entire ass head up Mm. to watch as he takes big exaggerated sniffs of the scalpel as she stares he abruptly turns his head to her and she ducks down again he does the james bond like yeah (laughs) (laughs) Tara gets down on the ground and looks underneath the car as she hides behind it, watching Art's feet as he gets closer to her. After pausing for a moment, he walks away. Tara gets back up and looks around, seemingly comforted by seeing the garage door moving. Assuming that Art is gone, she continues to move slowly and quietly. The suspense mounts until Art fucking stabs her in the calf. (laughs) Where did he come from? (laughs) He's silent but deadly, man. It's fucking crazy. I don't know. But she hits him and tries to get away, but he holds on to her, stabbing into the same hole again and again and then stabbing the rest of her calf. Tara hits him and the scalpel clatters to the ground, but Art grabs her, climbs on top of her, and begins to strangle her. He laughs maniacally, but no sound comes out. Tara struggles against him and Art brings his fingers up into her eyes. Tara's hands reach out and grab hold of the scalpel. She flails blindly, stabbing Art in the shoulder. But this is enough to cause him to roll off of her. He's like, God damn. (laughs) Tara runs, banging on the door and screaming for help before grabbing a piece of metal and hiding. I will say this is one thing that kind of becomes a running thing in this film that does bother me a little bit. People only get Art once. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, that's probably fine. Oh, man. (laughs) We're good. We're good. And then they retreat. It's like, what? No. Yeah. It happens multiple yeah. times. Um, I did want to call out because I know I said something earlier about the lighting. Mm-hmm. The lighting in this sequence is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's like some kind of pink or purple in the fill light. On right. yeah. And that looks really good. And then there's blue and red and Tara's section. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the music, there's like one piano chord that's playing over and over. Yeah. And the kind of weird industrial sounds in the background. Right. But the piano kind of reminded me of the start of a song from the Halloween soundtrack. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or a score, I guess. But yeah. um, I didn't know if that was them trying to... Could be. You know, right. evoke it. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was a neat choice. Yeah. Oh, it sounded good. I mm-hmm. liked it. But Art gets up, his black and white makeup splashed with red blood, and goes on the hunt for Tara again. He walks right past her hiding spot. With him next to her, in full view, if he were to turn his head and look, 
Tara reaches past a rat and picks up a small piece of metal. And my girl obviously played manhunt because she tosses <laughs> the metal back in the opposite direction and Art goes after it. He does. Yeah. So, I mean, it works. It works. Who says video games don't teach you anything? <laughs> she catches her breath and inspects the stabs on her leg and stifles a sob. Drinking coffee and listening to the radio, Victoria drives, making her way to her sister. The radio once again reports the double homicide at the Deer Hills Pizzeria. The suspect is described once again as wearing a black and white clown costume with matching face paint. I'm sorry for laughing, but I just realized whenever Tara called her, like, okay, if you're in the situation that Tara's in yeah. and you call me for a ride, wouldn't you say, oh, by the way, there's like a clown motherfucker out here yeah. <laughs> and he's been terrorizing us <laughs> all night. <laughs> so please, please hurry. But she never mentioned the clown once. Yeah, no, she didn't. I thought that was pretty weird. <laughs> right? Yeah. She, she did not mention that. <laughs> Especially because she's the one that made the call and she was very unnerved. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good point. But they assure that this is not a Halloween prank and advise everyone to stay indoors and call the police if anyone sees the clown. <laughs> Victoria just says, Really? But back at the garage, Tara peeks out from her hiding spot and doesn't see Art. She runs to the front door to find it padlocked with a chain now. I don't know when he did this. No. Yeah. <laughs> and But it, the thing is, is that it's so ambiguous what's in that bag. Yeah. Like, yeah. you could do anything. Yeah, that's true. That's so a good point. So it's like, all right. It's like in adventure games when you have, like, a monkey and, like, <laughs> a cooked ham and also a wrench in your pocket. And it's just like, yeah. Were you playing monkey? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> That's exactly That's, what I was yeah, thinking. It was like a, a rubber chicken with a pulley in the middle, maybe. I uh, yes, you made a monkey wrench out of the monkey in the wrench. It's anyway. actually pretty genius. <laughs> That's top tier comedy, folks. I'm gonna play Monkey Island after this. <laughs> but even though it's clearly futile, Tara loudly tries to open the front door before limping up the stairs again loudly very i feel like if i feel like i've gotten away from him i'm gonna try to be as quiet as i possibly can oh yeah but she finds a phone but abandons it when it doesn't work finally still smoking his cigarette with the music blasting from his headphones tara spots mike she screams at him for help but he doesn't hear her she screams loudly but art pops up behind her covers her mouth and pulls her around the corner sensing something mike turns around but no one's there so he continues doing his job <laughs> It it's very cliche. Yeah, it is. I feel like Stan Lee did that on one of the Spider-Man films. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's just like <laughs> he did vibing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like all right, well, whole ass battles going but on. The thing yeah. is, is, I don't know. I have AirPods. I don't know what headphones this man has. Oh, because yeah. things get louder as the night goes on, and he's just still doing his thing with his headphones. Oh no, yeah. So I'm gonna invest in those. <laughs> yeah. whatever they are, because they're. Sir, if you, if you survive yeah. this film, put it in the comments. <laughs> <laughs> At the pod more. Yeah. <laughs> Tara tries to scream with Art's hand over her mouth and struggles against him, but he plunges a syringe deeply into her neck, drawing blood. Whatever he injects her with knocks her out immediately, and once again, Art laughs soundlessly. I will say, like, the silent laughs are working mm. for me. They're great. Yeah. yeah. You can tell. You know what I mean? Like he's he's enjoying this. Yes. And it's uh I guess his emotion without the sound. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it does uh it does work for me as well. And I think when you when you look at the silent slashers, right. a lot of the times it seems like they're killing out of like utility. Like this is just yeah. what, what yes. they do. Yeah, yeah. No, this guy's having the time of his yeah. life. No, yeah. He enjoys it. 
But Tara wakes up later in a dark and dirty room tied to a chair with duct tape over her mouth. Sorry, I was just thinking, clowns love it. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> Across the room, a dingy white sheet is hung up from the ceiling. Tara looks around, confused, before throwing herself against her restraints, trying to free herself. She stops, though, when she realizes that Art is directly next to her, taking chains out of his bag. He slowly turns to look at her and smiles his bloody smile when the two make eye contact. Tara resumes trying to scream and free herself as Art takes a tiny axe out of his bag and comes over to her. She stops struggling and stares at him. He pretends to swing the axe at her, stopping before it makes contact. He does this a few times, her believing it to be real each time, before patting her on the head and returning to his bag. Remember Zepp and Saw? That's exactly what I was thinking of. Yeah. But and I don't know why they had Zeb do that because he clearly, <laughs> <laughs> he, he, you know, no, he, well, the, Jake sounds like I didn't tell you to do that. <laughs> That's all. That was all Zeb. <laughs> but he takes out a saw and Tara screams against the tape loudly. Art grabs her hair and pulls her head back, bringing the saw against her throat. But again, he doesn't do anything. She stares at him as he walks over to the sheet and he pulls it down with the flourish to reveal Dawn. Now, when he pulls the blanket down, you see a piece of the ceiling tile fall onto the ground. Oh, that's probably real. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Dawn is upside down, suspended by her feet, wearing nothing but a pair of underwear. She screams against the tape over her mouth and Tara begins to scream and struggle again. As they scream, Art rips off Dawn's underwear and tosses them over his shoulder. But he raises the saw and looks down at her with a smile before bringing the weapon between her legs and beginning to saw. Dawn screams as her blood runs down her chest and face, but Art only saws faster, looking over at Tara for her reaction as Dawn becomes drenched in her own blood. Her entrails splatter onto the floor as Art continues his grisly work. He finally saws through her breastbone and down the middle of her skull, silently laughing maniacally. This was a lot. Yeah. Like yeah. even the first time I saw it when I didn't appreciate the film as much as I do now, right. I was like, this, this is fucking wild. Like I personally have never seen a kill like this in a film before. Right. That's, Not saying that it, it never, because I'm right. sure someone will be like, I'm actually in, <laughs> yeah. in 1972. I've, yeah. I've never, <laughs> I've never seen this shit before. Yeah. It, 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 I know. I, I was like, man, that's unbelievable how strong that saw is. Uh, well, what? he puts, I mean, he puts no. an elbow grease in. <laughs> no, it, that, you got to get that, that to art, I guess. Right. <laughs> that did look really cool, though. I, I was like, all right, this is... I, I was enjoying it very much. It was wild. Yeah. yeah, it was more gruesome than I was expecting. Right. Yeah. And I had read that Leone was talking about how whenever they did this scene... His idea was that he wanted to do something that would really not only get people talking, but make the film stand out. Right. And this, this is... This oh, does yeah. that. They said they filmed this over two days at two separate locations because you see it changes from her to a dummy. Yeah. yeah. But it's if you the it's cut together really well. No, it is. And so the shots that they show you, the angles and everything, if you're just watching it and kind of surprised by how gruesome it is, yeah, yeah. you might not even notice. Right. It does look real good. Yeah, there's the shot when it's down, like you said, in the, the saws in the breastbone. Yeah. And it's still her. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck are you doing that? Yeah, it's super impressive. I did see a little thing. I can't I was watching a bunch of kind of everything I could on YouTube, but mm-hmm. I saw a thing where Catherine Corcoran, who plays Dawn, had to sit and do a um 
a body cast for this. Ah, so this right. is her actual body in the All dummy. Right. Not in the dummy, but <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. the dummy is her body. Yeah. And she had too much of the stuff on that helps you remove the cast. And so they had asked her to take some of it off and she took too much off and was stuck in the cast for like an hour. Oh, oh no. So it's like, again, we talk about people really doing everything that yeah. they can yeah. to make these films come together. And you know, and yeah. the troubles of filming people upside down hanging. And oh, she yeah. was literally upside yeah. down. Yeah. Like, obviously, it's not her the whole time, but that's fucking, that's rough. Yeah. yeah. They said they had to stop so much because you can only have someone like that. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. So that's dedication, man. And for $35,000, i am not. Yeah, <laughs> no yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> Just unbelievable. But Tara has continued to struggle, and finally, an arm of the chair breaks, allowing her to free her other arm and get to work at freeing her feet. Art notices this and goes over to her, but she backhands him and rips the tape off of her mouth and runs. One strike. One strike. (laughs) Art collapses onto the ground, and Tara grabs up one of his knives and plunges it into his back. She runs past her best friend's suspended and bisected body and leaves the room, finding herself back in the garage area of the building. I'm bringing this thing down in this dude's skull until I can't move anymore. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. She's just like, uh, and runs. Yeah. <laughs> We're turning him into pulp. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I know you mentioned it and I was going to wait until this moment, but mm. the, yeah, the one hit and then I'm going to run away. It's Come not, on. It's not no. yeah, what are you doing? Unacceptable. But we get a shot of Victoria driving past the building. Inside, Tara picks up a large piece of wood and hides. Predictably, Art comes out after her. Still bearing his disgusting teeth, Art wanders around the garage looking for her. But while he's looking around, Tara sneaks up behind him with the piece of wood and hits him in the head. She proceeds to whoop his ass with it as he reacts silently and exaggeratedly like a mime. When he doubles over in pain, Tara hits him in the face, knocking him down on the ground. She provokes him, yelling at him to get the fuck up and come at her. But why? Like, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Because she's <laughs> she's doing that. And, you know, in like fighting games when you don't move and your character's just like vibe yes. on it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of what she's doing with the, the board. Yeah, vibe I didn't it. understand either. No, it's I, like, come on. Because it's Hit personal. Hit or leave. It's, yes. Yeah. It's personal now because he just killed her friend. I, I her know. terrible, terrible friend. <laughs> she's like, face me. Like, yeah. Just kill him. Kill this clown. It's like, hold on, my controller died. Just wait. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> no. What that is. Yeah. It's like, no, don't. You're cheating. Yeah, and you <laughs> but Art brings himself up to his knee and Tara advances on him, ready to finish him off. In a move that I don't think anyone was anticipating, nor do I personally appreciate. This is a huge negative in the film for me. But Art takes out a fucking gun and shoots Tara in the leg. I laughed. Like, I for <laughs> and real. And you should have. Like, this oh, was no, so yeah. astonishing. I, the, I, the fact that he's silently skulking her and, like, letting... And then, boom. I was yeah, like, you have the, a fucking no. gun? You've had enough. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like what? She, she whipped my ass a little too good. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's like all right, all right. That, that's enough. I... I, I think I'm with Nay. I know the first time we watched it, we both went, what the fuck? <laughs> because this character should not, no. <laughs> should not be strapped. Like, no. I was, I, I the clock keeps that yeah. bang on him. But I just thought it was so funny because it, to me, it was like that. 
It's out of okay, nowhere. Okay, that's enough. You, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Too you much. Made, yeah, you made your point. <laughs> no more. I was like, damn, he, he got a little angry there. I don't know. Like, for, I, I think it's just my slashers. Like, I don't want my slashers using guns. No, I completely it does agree. Take you out of it. And the fact that I mean, the second she gets the upper hand, he's like, uh, no, yeah, no, 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 we're not gonna be doing that. <laughs> you thought? Yeah. <laughs> but again, this is where the headphones come in. A gunshot just went off in this building. Yes. And dude's like, do 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 do. Just you know. I know, like, when I'm at work, I only have one earbud in. Yeah. Because those Galaxy earbuds really do their noise canceling. Yeah. And they really do. But I feel like I could hear that. Oh, yeah. If something's too loud, I can well, still hear it. There's a lot of stuff going on down there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But Tara is down now, her mangled legs spurting blood as she collapses onto the ground. She screams in pain and we cut to the cat lady again. A cat inspects an area of makeup and brushes while the cat lady rocks her doll in a stroller. She shushes the doll, reassuring her that Tara's screaming is only the wind and that she won't let anything hurt her. So my question when I saw the makeup and brushes, Mm -hmm. I was like, does Art live here? Because he did the mirror makeup brush thing in the beginning. Maybe. But there's not... And it all looked really clean, too. Yeah. So I, that was confusing to me as well. Well, that, that was kind of like we had said earlier, maybe if she was in on it or whatever. Yes. This was that point for me. I was like, yeah. does she know what's going on? Or yeah. is this... Because she doesn't seem too bothered, it's really. Kind of, it's, no, no, yeah. Or yeah. like she's used to it at least. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a bait and switch with the cat lady. Right. To me. I kind of would have liked. Yeah, me yeah. too. But Tara drags herself across the ground, still screaming in agony as Art gets to his feet and kicks the piece of wood out of the way. He stands over Tara and shoots her again in the ribs. She screams and rolls over onto her back. And again, maybe you're just using the gun to give yourself an advantage again. And then you go back to strangling. He's like, no, I'm fucking like, (laughs) it's like Art. That's enough. That's (laughs) (laughs) plenty. (laughs) That's more than enough. But she looks up at Art, still standing over her with the gun. Art fires, and once again, we see the cat lady, who tells the doll that she guesses the new neighbors weren't such a good idea after all. She moves on from this quickly and continues to rock and hum to her baby. When we see Tara again, there's a bullet hole in her cheek. She clings to life, and Art tries to fire again, but finds the gun to be empty. Frustrated, he heads back into the room where he left Don's body. Outside, Victoria pulls up to the building and parks in front of Don's car. Inside, Art rifles through his trash bag and Victoria gets out of her car and walks up to the building. She knocks on the front door, but it's still barricaded and padlocked. Art finds what he's looking for in the bag and loads his gun. I was like, you were getting ammo? (laughs) What the fuck? You brought another clip? (laughs) Yeah. Are you serious? (laughs) But before he can walk away, a cell phone starts ringing. The phone sits on some cash and the caller ID reads, Vicky. Art doesn't answer the phone, but he reads Victoria's texts that start to come through. Where are you? I'm standing in front of that creepy building. Tara? Still waiting by the front doors outside, Victoria notices a piece of Don's scarecrow costume abandoned on the ground. She gets a text from Don's phone that reads, Tara is sick. Come around the back. Which I'm is sorry. I'm sorry. That's, yeah. that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> If you're Vicky, do you trust that shit? I don't. No. All when right. I jo- no, <laughs> when I called you and you didn't answer, yeah. and then that, like that's that's cryptic and weird. I just love the idea of thinking of Art sitting there texting. Yeah, texting. On the phone. <laughs> it's like what could get her back here? 
ah, your sister's sick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on. <laughs> come on back. <laughs> I heard they were drunk. <laughs> but I did notice that when he is sending this, it's 3 a.m. on the dot. Mm. Victoria follows instructions and walks around to the back of the building. Inside, Art seems pleased with himself. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he walks up to Don's upside down bisected corpse, flashes a big smile, and snaps a selfie, which is really a payback. Yeah. yeah. I know that this is cheesy and whatever. I, th- I, this is Art's, you know? Yeah. He's I, like, I'm, I'm getting you for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, but in all fairness, I would think, you know, sawing someone in half is more revenge than making a selfie with him. Well, this was just the cherry on top. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> It was the cherry, indeed. <laughs> Making it <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but he returns to Tara, who still clings to life on the floor, and shoots her right in the forehead. This isn't enough for him, though. He fires the gun repeatedly, causing blood to erupt from her head and face. I was very shocked. Yes. I thought Tara was going to be our final girl. So yeah. did I. I was not expecting that at all. Well, considering how much obsession and how much fixation he had on her. Yes. I mean, I'm sure if he would have asked, she would have gave him the number. He didn't. He no. put the ring, and he was, you know, num- her like her phone. Number? Yeah, it's like you didn't have to do all that weird shit and spread poop on the wall, no. and then shoot her in the face. Come on, man. yeah, don't and do any of that. Yeah, don't do that. None those, of that. Those that are not equal. Kind of, <laughs> that was kind of a leap. Man. Yeah. Um, I will say I was surprised how long she she was shot in the cheek. Yeah, at point blank. Yeah, yeah. she was still alive. The only thing though is like, I just feel like shooting her. I don't I, I it comes back to just me not liking the gun thing at all. No. no um, yeah. Especially coming off of Don's really violent, really unique fucking like bananas right. death. You just shoot her in the head a lot. Like, I don't know. It just it, it was flat for he's me. Silly. He's silly. You crazy bastard. He leaves you guessing. But <laughs> I think my thing is the exact idea of if we're giving Don this elaborate death, the person that you've been your final girl, yeah. seeming, seemingly. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, all right, quickly. Let's. Uh, no, yeah. I agree. But maybe that's supposed to make it more shocking that it's maybe. like it's over that quickly yeah. when we thought that it was going to be us at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm, I'm putting myself in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're also in the warehouse? Yeah. Huh? Oh, wow. <laughs> Minding my own God damn yeah. You're just there petting a rat. <laughs> like, this shit is fucked. <laughs> Get out of there, Nick. But Art looks up to see that the cat lady watched all of this happen. She stands, staring at him in horror, and he gives her a cheeky little wave, and she runs away. Outside, in an incredibly dark alley, the wind whistles as Victoria eyes that very creepy-looking back door to the building. You know, I... Would wager, honestly, that Victoria might have heard those gunshots. Yeah. I'm thinking about that Yeah, now. that's actually it. Uh, yeah, that's a really good point. It's inside an empty building. Yeah. Like, I mean. Oh, for sure. Those you're, windows, some of them are busted. Yeah. yeah. You're right there, too. Yeah. It's it's going to echo. You, she would have heard. <laughs> <laughs> she would have heard. Back inside, Mike continues doing his job, also oblivious to the horrors that have unfolded downstairs. Rock music still plays through his headphones as he sprays down a hallway. The cat lady scares the shit out of him, (laughs) rushing up to him. She asks for his help, saying that there's a dead woman in the basement. She says that he's killing them one by one like cows. Mike isn't trying to hear any of this. He tells her that if she doesn't go away, he's calling the police. 
I thought that he was nice earlier. Yes. And then this uh, very he used real. It all up. Yeah. He's like, get the fuck away from me, lady. <laughs> it's like, dude, can you please like listen to her? Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird too. I was like, man, you were super chill a minute ago. Yeah, you were really and then nice. now you're like, no, no. Yeah. If I'm working and somebody's like, holy shit, dude, I just found some dead bodies. Yeah. I'm not going to be like, oh, get the fuck off. Just shut no. like, well, But first, <laughs> let's get out of here. Yes. Yeah. Let's both get out of we'll here. We'll talk outside. Yeah. Well, because she's even like, yes, call the police. That would make me like, okay. Oh, yeah. God. But she says that he's killing everyone. And if Mike doesn't help, he's going to kill him, too. She says that he's a clown with a white face and a little black hat and that he thinks that it's funny because he's laughing at it, which is, yeah. which is true. All of this is accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not funny because they're all dead. Mike only moves her and tells her to get the hell away from him. <laughs> That's crazy, dude. The cat lady tries to grab onto him, begging him to get help or he will die too. Mike wrestles away from her and the cat lady ends up falling to the ground. He rushes out of the room and she says, Emily... And she rushes the other way. She's remembering her child. Yeah. Right. Which she left in the yeah. belly of the beast. <laughs> well, she was sleeping. It's fine. <laughs> Mike heads downstairs, but stops when he hears Victoria asking if there's anyone inside. He's fed up at this point and takes out his phone, turning his back to the lower level of the stairs. But Art takes his opportunity to creep up behind him and tap him on the shoulder. Mike turns around and Art hits him. He just hits him in the middle yeah. of the head with the hammer. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of it reminded me on Halloween when Linda's like, I'm calling Lori. This is going nowhere. <laughs> and then she turns around like, that's kind of what just happened. <laughs> oh, I have next in my script. Bam, bitch went down. <laughs> Very good. Meaning Mike falls to the floor, dropping his phone. Mm. The person on the other end answers, saying that this better be good. He asks if Mike burned the place down. Art crouches next to the phone, but instead of answering the voice that continues to call out to Mike, he just smashes it with the hammer. Jingle bells. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Victoria, though, is now inside and wandering around the garage, calling out to Tara and Dawn. The cat lady rushes back to her area and checks the stroller to find her baby doll gone. This is when I was like, for real art? Yeah, like, yeah, like <laughs> God damn, dude. He's just very, he's more sadistic than we imagined. Yeah. Yes. Uh, this guy's a real jerk, dude. <laughs> like, I, I can't believe it. She starts to search through her things, calling out for her. But when she looks back at the stroller, Art's hands are gripping the sides of it. I and did he's not like catch that. Yeah, down. yeah, it looks fucking scary. Because it's like you could very easily miss it. It's not in the middle of the frame. It's like to the side. Yeah. It's fucking creepy. Uh, But she runs away. (laughs) Victoria continues to look around the garage as the cat lady wanders through corridors looking for the baby. Victoria finds a door and tries to open it, but it's locked. She pounds on it and calls out for her sister. In the corridor, the cat lady finally finds Emily. She's being cradled by Art, who sits in the middle of the floor tending to her. She demands that he give her back, asking him to please not hurt her little girl. But annoyed, he just looks up to her and motions for her to be quiet. The cat lady approaches, telling Art that he's frightening Emily and telling Emily that everything will be okay. She sits across from him and looks down at the baby doll, whose white clothes are now streaked with blood. She asks Art if there's kindness somewhere within him and he ignores her. She asks if he's ever felt a mother's touch and he looks up. 
She pleads with him to show mercy because her baby is all she has in the world, and she begs that he spare her. Art looks up at her, still cradling Emily, and the cat lady presses a kind hand to his face. Art smiles and leans into her touch, but ominous music begins to swell. The cat lady rests Art's head on her chest and rocks him as Art sticks a thumb in his mouth and begins to suck on it. She shushes him, telling him that it's okay, and Art continues to suck his thumb, loosening his grip on Emily. This is the part that I did like. Yeah. I was kind of just caught off guard by all of it, really. <laughs> so it's very yeah, weird. No, I, yeah, no. I um, wasn't anticipating that. I I don't know if it completely worked for me. Right. I think only because like it, it's it's just overselling again because we know this is she's she has not lulled him to sleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> maybe she has. I mm, we maybe got that's our hopes, all he needed, and now he's gonna so. repent. And I feel like they added a sucking noise in post because. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> that was too loud i didn't really appreciate that but i i just think that i don't know i like her as a character because she's doing so well in her role right yeah. and it's like this is you know she is showing genuine kindness yeah yeah, yeah. i feel like that's why i like it because w we don't get any kind of history on art right i don't know if that's coming in the second one um but we don't know why he's doing this right and so for her to kind of hypothesize yeah that that could be it and her you know all she cares about in this world is being a mother to this in her eyes this baby right right and that's the love that she has to offer and maybe you need this you know i feel like the whole time that i've seen her up until now it's like kind of why are you here yeah and so this gives her a reason to be here i think maybe that's why it works for me it, it i i will agree that it was a bit I was a bit taken off. You know what I mean? I yeah. was like, all right. Be only because I thought I was like, oh, he took your baby. Now you, you got to kill him. Right. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to attack him. So I thought that's what she was going to do. And then yeah, no, she's like, yeah. rest on my bosom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, that's your kink. All right, guys. Oh, God. God. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> well, it's okay. It's okay. You know, he's... Uh, uh, he's sucking the thumb. He's whatever he wants to do. <laughs> Cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> <laughs> I love how we were equally disgusted. <laughs> we just <laughs> I mean that's one way to interpret what's happening. Hey, yeah. people are into whatever they want to be into. You're right. Yeah. There's not a as lie told. Not, yeah. As long as you're not hurting anyone. Consenting adults. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's get back to this clown fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Outside, Will the Exterminator, played by Michael Levy, shows up. He gets his gear and tries to go inside, but the door is locked. He tries to call Mike, and he's annoyed when it goes straight to voicemail. He tells Mike that every door to the building is locked and yells at him to answer his phone. I have something very interesting about this dude. Mm -hmm. Thornton shared at the TFW Q&A. Right. He said that Michael Levy was responsible, him and his brother, mm -hmm. for that weird like epidemic of clown sightings in 2014 uh, what <laughs> yes him and his brother were the ones that took the first photo oh uh, right. what <laughs> yes so that's this dude yeah that's hilarious right. like and i saw an article and it was back when they thought it was all like real right right and it was from michael levy's instagram account and he's like i saw this fucking clown or whatever yeah. that's yeah insane. i was that's like great. dude yeah <laughs> But inside, Victoria is still looking around for Tara or Dawn. She's annoyed, saying that she's not going to do this again. 
She takes out her phone and calls Don's number, only to hear Don's phone ringing in the other room. She goes down some stairs and stops before entering. She says that she knows they're in there because she can hear Don's phone, but nobody answers her. Annoyed and sure that she's being pranked, Victoria slowly walks into Art's dungeon. She's horrified immediately when she beholds Don's mutilated body and her entrails coiled on the floor. She screams and runs away, still looking for her sister. Shining her phone light in front of her as she sobs, Victoria ventures into another dark area. She slowly sweeps her phone across the floor until she comes upon a woman writhing underneath a blanket. She rushes over, assuming it to be Tara, and tries to call for help on her phone, but no luck. She's brought back away from her phone when she hears, Emily? Victoria looks up to find the cat lady. She's been scalped, her brain peeking through her hair. Her breasts are completely mutilated. She says, help me. Suddenly, the topless woman under the blanket reveals herself. It's not Tara, it's Art, wearing presumably the cat lady's hair i gotta i can't explain to you how bad this pissed me off <laughs> yeah well only a piece of her hair is missing yeah. and this is a full wig it yeah is. It is. i had to go back and edit my script because i realized that that's what was supposed to be happening i was like art just has wigs down here yeah. like, i mean he's got that bag of tricks or whatever who knows yeah, yeah. that can be used to excuse away anything yeah, yeah. i think my thing is more on the lines of there's a monkey in there <laughs> a rubber chicken with the pulley in the middle my thing is that victoria didn't recognize that that wasn't her sister you don't know what your sister looks like you don't know what her hair looks like well it's halloween she could be wearing a wig yeah, not down here. Not like, not down here. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's gone haywire. Yeah. She's not keeping that wig on. I don't you believe don't know. it. I know. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but he pops up and Victoria runs away screaming, losing her sweater to Art as he keeps a grip on it. The cat lady watches her go, finally succumbing to her injuries and passing away. She deserved better. She did. She runs up the small flight of steps and tries to pry open a window. She's only able to open it a little bit and she screams for help. Art climbs the stairs as well, whimsically. He's still wearing the cat lady's hair, but he's also wearing her breasts and nothing else. So they had said at TFW that this portion of this was not scripted. And the plan originally was for him to be wearing the costume right. with her body parts on top of the costume. But then two days before filming, mm -hmm. Leone calls Thornton and he's like, look, I think this might work better if you're naked. You got to hang dong, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he hanged dong. But the thing was, is that they were joking around because I guess he had brought a white tube sock to set. Right. As like a modesty sock. And then on set, he realizes like, oh, how are you going to not show a giant white sock? Yeah. You know, yeah. over the... But, what they did is they, I guess, used CG to kind of obscure. Oh, all right, all right. And so he's <laughs> he's straight up naked in this. And they said, you know, to his credit, his first feature film I role, was about yeah. to say, how bold. Yeah. But God he, damn. He also said, I guess, the courage of Catherine Corcoran to do what she did. Yeah. For sure. Kind of gave oh, him the... Right. He's yeah. like, well, she's doing she, that. Yeah. yeah, I'll I'll meet her. Yeah. You got to step up. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, it's it's an effective visual. It's also very much for shock value. It, it's yeah. definitely for yeah. shock value. Uh, I but I feel like there are portions of this movie like th what he did to Don. Yeah, like it is like yeah. that's what this is. Yep. 
I feel like we're supposed <laughs> to see just how like he's just having fun. Right. This horrible, horrible thing that she did that he did to this woman. He's like, oh, no, we can we can work with this. Yeah. We can, I can work this into the bit. You know what I mean? But we've pro- we proved that. Yeah. <laughs> we keep proving that. L- a little Hannibal wearing the face. That would have been enough. I, yeah. Yeah. You know, honestly. That's fair. Doesn't have to go quite so far. So far. Yeah. But Art struts around as Victoria abandons the window and hides in a closet. So her sister played Manhunt. She played Outlast. Yeah. <laughs> Art continues searching for her, flipping his hair and pantomiming his curiosity, all while being completely silent. Finally, he notices that something on the closet that Victoria hid in is still moving from the impact of her closing the door. I will also say that she is awful at hiding. Yeah. Because yeah. we can see your big ass fucking eye like right there. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like She's like, I'm just going to put my eye in this hole. <laughs> this well lit hole. The whole time. I was like, we, we can see you. Completely. Scoot back. Yes. And then peek. That's the hole. Yeah. She peeks through a hole in mm. the closet as Art points and laughs at her exaggeratedly, still maintaining silence. We watch through the hole as the smile drops from Art's face and he walks away. In the moment of silence, Victoria breathes heavily, trying to regain composure. But Art quickly slams himself against the closet, popping back into view. Art shakes the closet, terrorizing her while Victoria sobs and begs to just be left alone. Abruptly, he stops and they hear someone honking a horn outside. So I will say if you're Victoria, you see he doesn't have anything in his hands. Yeah. Kick that door open as hard as you can. Yeah. And then again, turn, Go for the dick. turn him to pulp or or the dick. <laughs> turn, it, turn his dick to pulp. Oh, yeah. yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> Make dick pulp and run like hell. <laughs> Don't say that. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, that's yeah, too yeah, far. No. Yeah, yeah. That shit yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, no. Totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> We found the bar, (laughs) the line, I guess. Dick pulp, don't Don't do not cross. Don't do it. But it's Will pressing down on his horn, still yelling to be let inside. This is enough to get Art to walk away from the closet. Will is fed up at this point. He loads his equipment back into his truck and gets inside, muttering that Mike is on his own. He starts the truck when something suddenly occurs to him. He goes over to the door and lifts up the mat, revealing a key. Why is the building owner treating this like the suburbs? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's in that hollow rock. Yeah. <laughs> the key to get in this giant ass building. <laughs> I thought the same thing. Like, I was like, you really? Much. And he looks at it like, aha. Yeah. yeah, of course. Victoria whimpers in her hiding spot in the closet as Will loudly enters the building. He calls out, but no one answers him. So he starts to whistle. He notices bloody footprints on the ground and follows them until he comes to a pool of blood. As he bends down to inspect it, the mop slides down in a nearby bucket and scares him. He backs away only to accidentally step on the cat lady's doll. He kneels down to pick it up and as he's looking at it suspiciously, Art raises up from behind him. He's he's like, I better go get dressed. (laughs) (laughs) He's back in his bloody black and white costume. He raises a small hatchet and brings it down right in the middle of Will's head. He takes a large knife and still holding onto the hatchet buried in Will's head, begins to slice his throat, splashing the doll with blood. He continues to saw until Will's head is nearly removed from his body. Then he goes the extra step of ripping it off with his hands. With the severed head on the ground, Art kicks it away like a soccer ball. 
This, I gotta be honest, man, this is one of the better decapitations I've ever seen. No, it yeah. Looks really it looks good. really good. Like, I really, whenever you see it going into his throat, I was like, when is it gonna look like a doll? Yeah. No, yeah. It's like, did they really kill that guy? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is for the clown shit. <laughs> <laughs> we were all scared. <laughs> but I thought, it, I thought it looked really good. No, yeah. Yeah. With art preoccupied elsewhere, Victoria sneaks out of her hiding spot. She goes downstairs and suppresses a gag when she accidentally steps on a bloody flap of skin and comes across the scalped wig that Art had been wearing. She rushes to a door and tries to open it, but suddenly Art comes cycling out of the shadows on a very tiny bike. He wants to play a game. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. He rides in circles, ringing the bell, and he seems happy and oblivious to Victoria being anywhere near him. Art continues until he nearly falls off the bike, but he regains his balance and rides away. (laughs) It's like, what is happening? (laughs) Victoria comes out from her hiding place and starts to carefully maneuver around the cars. She stops in her tracks when she sees Art's tiny bike on its side with the wheel still spinning. She looks around for Art and the wheel abruptly stops. Victoria steps into another room that is overrun with rats. They crawl over a can of gasoline among the floor and even on Victoria's feet. So when I saw the can of gasoline, I was like, oh, so she's going to set the building on fire. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) She steps back into the hallway and as she pauses to listen for sounds, Art suddenly appears behind her. He brings a piece of plastic wrap over Victoria's face and pulls it tight. She struggles against him, trying to fight for air before she finally rips a hole in the plastic over her face. I gotta be honest, you see this happen a lot in movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do they do that. Yeah. It's like, that's the genius move. Do it. Yeah. yeah. It's a, it's, <laughs> plastic is weak. You are you strong. You are strong. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I, at the, I think it was a uh, second or two and I was like, do tear it. Yeah. I'll do what are you doing? Good Lord. She's like, I guess this is it. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I have bones in these yeah. fingers. <laughs> <laughs> she takes in big gulps of air and notices a spike on the ground. She picks it up and drives it through Art's shoe and into his foot. Well, he's pretty fixated on the plastic. He's like, what the fuck? That works. How did she she do that? (laughs) It's the strongest kid alive. (laughs) She runs off now, leaving Art to give her the finger behind her back. I saw in a video that David Howard Thornton did that as a joke when she was running away. And when Damien Leone was editing it, he thought that it would fit. I gotta so be he honest. Kept it in. I probably would have cut it. <laughs> <laughs> Just I think uh, we we've seen enough of yeah. him. <laughs> we know what he's about. <laughs> he doesn't have to be doing that. <laughs> but she she climbs a ladder that leads to a door, but she's unable to open it. She bangs on it, and we see that upstairs, Mike is still alive and hears the banging. He's crawling across the landing on the stairs. Victoria abandons the door and runs away, but Mike hears her screaming when she stumbles upon Tara's body. Tara is propped up in a chair with orange lights draped over her body. Her eyes are gone and there's a bullet hole in her forehead, as well as a large sign that says circus across her lap. Where'd he get that? I don't know. Did he paint that? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the ride, ladies. (laughs) Just in his bottomless bag. Yeah. Yeah. Sobbing, Victoria approaches her sister's body and kneels before her in disbelief. Art takes this opportunity to approach behind her, carrying a weapon dangling from a chain. Now, this is what he was making. Yeah. Yeah. 
She notices Art just before he takes a swing and the weapon takes a chunk out of her arm. So this is like a whip, I guess, made of scalpels, scalpels and, and some other yeah, shit. It's wild. Yeah. He's inventive in the worst way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you could use that brain power for yeah, something good. Yeah, dude. Be a NASA. Yes. <laughs> but Victoria collapses, trying to crawl away, and Art continues to pummel her with the weapon, whipping her and taking chunks of flesh and spraying the walls with blood. Art is lost in the moment when Mike creeps up behind him and knocks him out. Again, bam, bitch went down. Yeah. <laughs> Again, hits him once. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, my job is done here. <laughs> With Art unconscious, Mike helps Victoria to her feet and helps her out of the room. We get one more shot of Tara's mutilated body in the chair and Art's dirty, bloody scissors and tools on the floor. Mike helps Victoria into, it looked like a security room. I guess so. Yeah. And helps her sit down. <laughs> Every room looks like shit. I can't yeah. tell. Yeah. It's hard to tell. <laughs> this one looks a little less like shit. True. <laughs> he tells her that he's going across the room to use the phone to call for help, but she begs him not to leave her. Mike tells her that he will be close by and fulfills his job of calling for help. He calls the police, asks for cops and paramedics, and reports a murder. He asks for help for Victoria, who he thinks may be going into shock. He describes Victoria's injuries and says that he knocked the murderer out. He says that if the murderer wakes up, though, they're not safe. He is armed and deranged. That's why you turn him into pulp. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> if he wakes up. No, yeah. you hit him one time and run away. Okay. Uh, obviously. Yeah. That's what we've learned here. Yeah. <laughs> the dispatcher advises them to stay put, but Mike insists on getting Victoria to a hospital. I'm like, just listen, dude, please. They're yeah. coming. Mm hmm. He hangs up the phone, telling the dispatcher to hurry up and get someone here. He goes over to Victoria, and after confirming that she can walk, they head out of the room and to the front door. Mike is dismayed when he finds the padlock and goes in search of something to break it while Victoria waits by the door. While he's searching, though, Art pops up and knocks him out. See, Pulp can't do that. Yeah. No. <laughs> he continues to beat Mike, kicking him in the head while Victoria tries again to open the door that we've already established is padlocked. Yeah. She turns back to Art in time to see him stomp Mike's head and cave it in. Can I just say a lot of help Vicky was after Mike saved her fucking life? Yeah. yeah. She's like, well, while well, he's busy. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, that sucks, bro. I'm getting the yeah. fuck out of here. <laughs> I'm getting ahead. <laughs> Art is silently laughing his entire ass off. And Victoria takes the opportunity to hit the padlock with a piece of metal to try to break it. He's a funny guy, huh? Uh, he's having, art, he's having yeah. a great time. To some. Yeah. <laughs> Angel the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Art takes notice of this and comes for Victoria. As soon as he gets close, the padlock finally breaks, but he grabs her before she can leave. A very short struggle ensues, ending with Victoria stabbing Art in the eye and leaving him to writhe in pain. There's a very quick edit for that eye gouge, and it sells it so well. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. you can't tell that that's not a real clown head. <laughs> no, no, you can't. Because yeah, it's real no. quick. Very smart. She runs outside, only to squeeze back into the building through a large padlocked door that reads, keep out. I don't understand why she went back in. Yeah. No, I was very confused by this part, if I'm honest with you. Once inside, she stops to catch her breath, but Art thrusts his hand through the opening of the door and grabs her hair. Victoria pulls away from him and Art is left with a handful of her hair. She begs him to leave her alone, but Art takes out a horn and honks it at her, laughing silently. <laughs> this is really just an insult to injury. Like, he did not need to do this. He's committed. Waka waka. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you Come on, dude. <laughs> Fuck you. Even more See. now. <laughs> 
personalities coming got, out. He has the personality. He does. Walk, walk. <laughs> Victoria arms herself with a piece of metal on the ground, and suddenly Art is gone. She peeks through the opening of the door, and he's nowhere to be seen. She moves to the back of the room until she hears police sirens outside, and she goes back to the opening of the door in time to see a truck. <laughs> I'm so sorry. A truck turned its headlights on and speed toward the door. This is another thing that I'm like, <laughs> I feel like you're cheating. Yeah, like, dude. <laughs> you shouldn't be allowed to have a gun or a truck. No, these... these- <laughs> He's silly as shit, man. <laughs> but then he's dancing in the truck. He's like, he what is. the fuck? He's enjoying yeah, the jazz. Yeah. Victoria stumbles away from the door as the truck drives through it, opening it. She's presumably hit by the truck, but it's off screen. We do not yeah. see the impact. Mm-hmm. Behind the wheel, of course, is Art, vibing to some jazz playing on the radio. He grooves and snaps his fingers as Victoria lies on the ground with her eyes closed. Art slams the door, <laughs> and it says the exterminator name the exterminators that were yeah scrambled. but when he slams the door it's like it's a big reveal the only thing that i could think because first of all it says serling bros yeah. yeah so i was like oh rod serling right like a little twilight zone reference right but then also i was like well i guess it's just saying look i killed two pairs of siblings tonight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like i mean i don't know maybe that's his thing maybe that's his, uh, <laughs> every serial killer seems to have a no siblings yeah. are <laughs> but he heads over to victoria the police siren continues to wail as he leans over her he wipes away some of the blood on her face with his finger and licks it as he proceeds to i guess eat victoria's face that's yeah yeah the police enter behind him guns drawn police officer number one played by jason levy that's oh, another levy he, what if he's the clown maybe he is oh shit and yeah. police officer <laughs> number two played by steven della sala yell at art to raise his hands they radio in the situation and continue to scream at art with his back to the cops he just rolls his eyes looking annoyed he raises his left hand but his right searches for something in his boot <laughs> They tell him to raise his right hand or he'll be shot, but Art just smiles as he continues to dig in his sock or boot or whatever. (laughs) In a swift motion, he pulls a gun out of his boot, turns around, and places it in his mouth. He pulls the trigger, killing himself, presumably, Mm -hmm. and the cops honestly just look disappointed. Um, When we watched this the first time, (laughs) and again, this was the only time that we had seen it, um, uh, I remembered when he saws dawn in half mm-hmm. yeah and i remembered this moment because i laughed so hard art shoots himself in the head and the cop just shakes his head like oh. and when we watch it the first time t goes you hate to see it because that's literally <laughs> literally what the cop looks it's such an underreaction for well, what just happened it's almost like he's like, like god damn we see this every day yeah. like a clown it's, it's really a gordon ramsay damn like that's it's and again i laughed out loud Th- those are the two things i remembered from this oh. because of that no your your laugh to that joke has tattooed that moment in my yeah, memory to see it because yeah, it, it's, it. so, it's so underwhelming yeah. it's just like fuck i literally wrote you hate to see it in my notes yeah. <laughs> it's like the paperwork that, like god damn like it. you just they, just annoyed <laughs> But police officer number one radios in the situation, reporting multiple casualties, while number two looks at Art, whose blood is pumping out underneath his mask. It looks pretty good. It does. Surprised, he also reports that Victoria is still alive. 
We get a shot of the gun that Art used to kill himself on the ground, splattered with blood as it fades to black. But in the next scene, male EMT, played by Clifton Dunn, and EMT Roman, played by Xiaomi Franz Kuber, bring the bodies into the coroner, played by Corey Duvall. He's annoyed. Male EMT says that the first body has severe head trauma and will have to be identified by his teeth if the coroner can find them. EMT Roman also reports that they found two more bodies at the warehouse. The coroner asks if they at least caught the person who did this, and male EMT says that's who the second body is. He says that the police caught him eating the face off of a woman that he hit with a truck. The coroner surmises that Halloween never disappoints and asks if the EMTs can at least pick him up a breakfast sandwich with bacon or something with bacon. I gotta be honest, uh, when it comes to coroners in film and TV, yeah. Yeah. they're often very nonchalant about everything. Yeah. And I appreciate it. I was like, oh, they're doing the gallows humor. I was like, yeah. I just hope they don't do the cliche of them eating something while they're like messing around. Yeah, he's around. like, yeah, yeah no, get, go get me a sandwich. Like, God damn it. <laughs> he's like, and an extra bacon. Yeah. He's like, God damn it. EMT Ramon asks how he can eat while he's doing this work. But he says that after 22 years, it's just old hat to him. They leave, telling him that they'll get his breakfast sandwich. Now alone with the bodies, the coroner pulls on his gloves and unzips the bag to reveal Mike, his face completely gone. I just realized they said he's hard to identify, but he's still wearing his uniform and his badge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll never know. Right. Yeah. It's just occurring to me that there's at least four more bodies at the warehouse. They, I guess they're, they're, bringing, like, they're, by, yeah. <laughs> they're bringing by twos. Well, but what's ridiculous is like they are... <laughs> They're more concerned about getting him his breakfast sandwich than yeah. yeah. They're just like, well, they found two more bodies. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> but the coroner looks over at Art's body bag, curious to see what he looks like. He unclips and unzips the bag, telling Art that he hopes his 15 minutes of fame was worth it. He pulls the bag open to reveal Art smiling up at him, and the electricity immediately begins to flicker and the phone rings. A woman's voice says that he's really going to like it here and someone starts to scream, but suddenly the lights come back up and everything is normal. This is weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> everything has been pretty clear. Crazy. Right. Yeah. But nothing has been supernatural. No. And I got to be honest with you. I feel like this moment would have been sold better. You remember when Krusty was like, this ain't makeup. Yeah. If we didn't see Art putting on his makeup earlier, yeah. you could have sold this better, I think. Because we're oh, presuming right. that Art's you know? uh, just yeah. a dude. Just a dude. Yeah. But instead, he's also... A <laughs> An immortal? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Terrifier too. Maybe that's... Yeah. <laughs> Explain it. Please. But he turns back toward the body in time for Art to grab him by the throat. He sits up like the undertaker and strangles the corner. <laughs> We pull away from the coroner's office and segue to a hospital. One year later, Victoria sits in a wheelchair with her back to us. Her parents, Mr. and Mrs. Hayes, played by Alan Hosness and Margaret Reed, thank the doctor, played by Julie Azrian, for everything that she's done. The doctor says that they're going to miss Victoria because she makes everyone laugh. Mrs. Hayes agrees that she hasn't lost her sense of humor, and the doctor says that that's a good thing. The doctor tells her to take care of herself and that they'll see her again in a couple months. The Hayes family says goodbye and the doctor leaves. Victoria's parents confirm that she's ready to go and turn the wheelchair to face us as her mother wishes her luck on her interview tomorrow. <laughs> Victoria is then revealed 
to be the woman that we saw being interviewed at the beginning of the film. I, I gotta be honest, man. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, if she didn't say good luck on your interview tomorrow, I don't think I would have known. Yeah. <laughs> I think the line uh, was definitely, definitely needed. <laughs> I was like, really? Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a lot. But it freezes on her face and we hear Art's horn honking before seeing a flash of him. It cuts to black and the credits roll. I said at the beginning that I did not. Uh, the whole kicking in the TV thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously at the end, we're like, of course. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, duh. Yeah. But I feel like it could have been seen as Art saw that report and was like, no, nah, I'll show you I'm not fucking dead. And then went out and did this. They we never got a one year earlier or anything like that. So maybe it is kind of a twist because you know it is. Maybe a twist. we thought it happened chronologically, right? And it didn't. I will say that the newswoman did say one year ago tonight. Yeah. So I guess it could be that this is his second. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm. Yeah. Foray into right madness. Yeah. All right. So all right. I mean, it's not. I will say it's not the worst twist right right it was it was just we saw it coming yeah but, but also so does this when he watched this and then kicked in the tv and then put on his makeup and stuff that hasn't happened yet no yeah so you know maybe all right could lead us to something yeah, yeah. yeah. i will say that do- doesn't happen until tomorrow yeah. <laughs> after the interview they they did say that she maintained her sense of humor but then she did murder a woman the next day yeah she didn't seem all that I funny when know. i met her <laughs> But I have to ask, what did you guys think of Terrifier? Uh, I really like this movie for what it is. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Put it on, just watch it, have some fun. Um, The positives definitely outweigh the negatives. I will say that. I do uh, like Art the Clown. I do enjoy what they did here. So it it makes me even more excited to watch the second one. Yes. Um, I do want to know... I I don't really know how to feel about the the ending him you know the electricity and him coming back and all that I <laughs> that do I'm, yeah. I'm not gonna lie I kind of did enjoy it because it's like okay cool now we can kind of further explore this character now we have a reason to keep going as to where if he was really just dead then that's it how do how does he come back you know what I mean I guess this at least gives us a fucking explanation of how he's back you know I feel like it would have just been more effective if if there was anything weird or unexplainable throughout the night, like it didn't need to be explicitly like, Ooh, yeah, or anything, yeah, yeah. but like, Oh, so maybe that's why those doors were slamming or, you know what I mean? Yeah. All right. Because all right. It's real, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I a writer. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but it's, it's, uh, I could tell you pulled that out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really out of left field. Oh no, yeah. I mean, but it wasn't bad. You know, I, I can dig it. And then for like, you're saying the, uh, the budget, yeah, yes. I mean, I can really get with it because yeah. all the effects look great. I think that for me is kind of the biggest plus. Yeah. Aside from David Howard Thornton. Yes. Um, the fact that they were able to stretch this budget that it looks like if you told me this was a hundred thousand dollars a big yeah probably. Oh no, yeah. I believe that. I I wouldn't believe thirty five thousand. No, yeah, at all. I think Clerks was made for like forty seven. Yeah, or something. Like that's pretty <laughs> unbelievable. And that they already had the store ready in general. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean, I don't know. I enjoy this film for what it is, like you said. Yeah. It feels like a love letter to the genre, mm-hmm. like a very specific subgenre mm-hmm. of it. Uh, I think art is very 
sadistic yes yeah. interesting as a slasher villain kind of a throwback to the icon slasher yeah right they were talking about that in dread central where it's like you know slashers there's not that many new Mm-mm. icons right and you see people with art the clown tattoos yeah it's becoming a thing yeah you know and that's pretty interesting and refreshing i will say that there are uh there are issues yeah right but um i mean it's good for what it is not my favorite film right but um i'll probably watch it again yeah oh yeah i think that this will definitely uh be thrown into the october rotation for me it's kind of a turn your brain off film yes there are issues there are moments where the the acting is not very strong but again that I- even the plot is kind of like i everything that exists in the beginning is only to get these people to this yeah. warehouse yeah, so yeah. that art can do what he does you mm-hmm. know what i mean which is fine if that's what you're expecting going into this yeah so if you're just here to have fun you are going to have fun there are some interesting kills there are i mean the effects are great uh-huh um and again i really can't sing david howard thornton's praises enough yeah um he's really what makes this i feel like if you have another i was gonna say another villain but probably even somebody else portraying art the clown in this it's just not gonna for me personally yeah, no, no. Yeah. it's not gonna do it it's not gonna be enough he is the draw for me to put that much character in silently mm-hmm. exactly that's impressive oh, yeah. um and again it's not just somebody being quiet there's skill to what he's doing yes and it is you can see the influences and to, I was really impressed by mm-hmm. it. I think that the music was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that a lot of the characters are pretty dumb. But again, <laughs> in these slashers, that kind of just comes with it. Right. But saying all that, we can kind of just slide into ratings. Right. Sure. Um, Like I said, there are pros and cons. Mm-hmm. This is not a perfect film. This is not a, oh my God, what do you think this meant? Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, this is just a gory slasher that you can turn your brain off and have fun you're gonna watch i mean people get killed i don't (laughs) i don't know how else to put it that's just what it is do not come here for any kind of cerebral storyline don't come here for like tony collette caliber acting right that's not what this is this is a good time that for me is elevated by david howard thornton's performance Mm -hmm. um that i that really bumps it up for me oh yeah i feel like if you have the same movie with something else coming after them, I probably would not watch it again. It's really him. Yeah. But again, learning the background, learning the budget, learning how they made this just of love Mm -hmm. for the genre. It's not only commendable, but to me, it's really inspiring. Um, So taking all of that into consideration on a scale from one to 10 ill fated interviews, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give terrifier. And this is really hard because there are moments of this film that I flat out do not like. Mm-hmm. and that the, But there are some gems about it. Yeah. Um, this is very difficult. I'm going to give <laughs> Terrifier. T, please edit out all the pausing and, <laughs> and hesitation. That I'm, I haven't that I'm seen doing. you agonize like this. It's, in a very, it's really hard because the bad stuff is bad. But there is good stuff here. Uh-huh. Um, all right. I'm just gonna go what I what I what I came to the table with. Mm-hmm. I did add a point five for his performance. Okay, but I'm gonna give Terrifier <laughs> <laughs> seven out of ten ill-fated interviews. Wow. All right. Um, I did come with the six point five. I bumped it up because 
it's a very memorable performance. Right. And now my brain's broken. <laughs> it's a it's a memorable memorable performance that makes me want more, and right. it makes me excited to see what he's gonna do with a little more room. Yes. Uh, you know, I'm mm-hmm. I'm excited for that, but I'm gonna shut the hell up. <laughs> I will now open up the floor. Um. No, I I I agree. There's there is some things that. Uh, I you know they're they're okay you know and then there's other things that are like oh hell yeah which is art the clown the killing the lighting the everything you know bag. what I mean yeah yeah it's it is um but I I I've said it in the past and and I mean I like kind of I kind of like movies like that just turn your mind yeah. off and let's just watch it let's just have some fun you know what I mean that's it I know I've. I know we talked about it and then I said it maybe 10 minutes ago, but I really now kind of want to watch the second one. Like yeah. this has yeah. prepared me and I'm like, all right, let's see what's going on. Uh, but for this movie, I will definitely watch this again. Like I would put this on and just kind of watch it. Uh, just kind of sit there and just, ah, you know what I mean? This motherfucker with the <laughs> horn, you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but with all that on a scale from one to 10, Ill fated interviews. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> that was a lot. That was hard. <laughs> I'm gonna give Terrifier a seven point five. Wow. Oh. He's a clown. I'm a clown. <laughs> I gotta show him love. I'm not, you know, we're buddies. It's all right. He wouldn't hurt me. You ex- so it's like it's all right. <laughs> you expressed your love before we even started the plot. <laughs> yeah. It's all right. <laughs> uh, but it, but it is a good time. It is. It is. It is a good time. It is a lot of fun. I think it honestly, it doesn't extend beyond that, but right. I don't think it meant to. No. Yeah. It's supposed to it be. It doesn't need to either. Yeah. yeah. You go Friday night movie. Yeah. Hang out, watch it, enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I Outside of the positives that you've already listed, I really just want to commend that independent spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That kind of work in a 20 hour day on a film set. Yeah. That you want this because you are fucking, this is your passion. Yeah. Because yeah. otherwise, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. But um, I did want to call that out. Obviously, you said David Howard Thornton, soundtrack, music, great kills, special effects. Yeah. Just great work. The negatives for me, outside of some of the dodgy acting, I feel like the characters don't matter at all. Not at all. Yeah. This is like uh, Art the Clown's greatest hits. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They left the B-sides on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) I I think my thing is that the the set pieces are interesting and good, but this film really is just moving you from set piece to set piece. It is. And then it's over. And I don't don't know that the the twist necessarily worked for me so well. I understand what they're doing, and we kind of called it very early. But, um, and the the other thing that is kind of difficult is Vicky switching out to become the protagonist we've spent like no time with her no yeah. you know so i don't even know anything about her i don't really care about her uh, yeah she and likes then I'm, to drink coffee yeah. that's true <laughs> that's all i know and she's taking a midterm yeah well i've done both those things yeah. <laughs> she's, she's my favorite final girl now um so i think that's the thing that i would like even if you know I, I we watched a lot of slashers yeah um just because it is a slasher doesn't mean that you can't have any character development right right and also i'm just it's like settling in how confusing it is that she was in recovery and like she has her family by her side and stuff and 
she just murdered that lady. Yeah. <laughs> in such a really brutal way. Like yeah. for me, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> it would make more sense if Art was wearing her face. Yeah. Yeah. That would make more sense. And then at the end, it's just like, and then ah. waka waka. Yeah. <laughs> like, I wouldn't like that ending either, but it would also, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, so I mean, I don't know. All it does for me, like you guys said, is makes me much more interested in seeing the second one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Seeing what they can do with more of a budget. More, it seems like this is a lot more ambitious from what I've heard. Uh, everyone that I've heard that's seen it has loved it. Yeah. So that intrigues me too. Um, so hopefully we can see it soon. I, I think my thing is this never, for me, graduates from good to great, but it's just meant to be good. Yeah. yeah. This isn't meant to be a 10 out of 10. Right. And for some people, it might be, and I love that for you. Yeah. yeah. But for me, on a scale from 1 to 10, ill-fated interviews, and this sounds low, but it's not feeling low because I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to give Terrifier a 6 out of 10. I think that more of a story and more of give a shit about the characters. Yeah. I think it could have been um, even better, but what is here is not bad. Not at all. And I uh, appreciate it. Right. No, yeah, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) It's just like, why do you rub shit on those walls? (laughs) And then that's where some of those points went. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's all from us at Podmortem. What would you rate Terrifier and what should we watch next? Let us know on Twitter at the Podmortem. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. Be sure to follow each of us on Twitter at Blood and Smoke, at RealStreeter84, and at TravisMWH. Please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special shout out to our Wendigo Getter patrons. And remember, pay attention to red flags. If you don't listen to your guts, you may just end up losing them. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned for a special thank you to our Wendigo Getter patrons. Yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a special thank you to Chris Antaveras, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis and Nisa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Applin Ontiveros, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, JD Rezac, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggie, William Berry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Aliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos and Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Craig Kowalski, Beth, Daniel McGinnis, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel-Kissinger, Ashley Weidman, Angelica Cornelius-Witt, Valerie G, 
JSL, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Noches, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bauer, Ben Coons, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jace OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, Hannah R, Ambular Belladonna, Brandon, and Nicholas Carter. Yeah. Yes. Thank you all so much. Yes, Very much. Thank you. And when we say we couldn't do this without you, we're not clowning around. <laughs> <laughs> we're not art the clowning around. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they were a work of art as well. Cut that. Cut that. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't light it. laughs> until next time <laughs>